Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast, episode number 38. I'm the LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and with me, as always, is Taylor Salen. Heyo. And sitting on my right is a longtime friend, longtime fan, and she's been on the podcast before, Lauren Smelling. Hi, friends. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing phenomenal, <laughs> I guess, after a, the, after a long trial and tribulation of tests on this mixer. Mm. I don't know if you guys have noticed, I'm sure that you have, our podcast has kind of sounded like dog shit the past couple episodes, and we couldn't figure out why, because there are many other episodes that sound just fine. With the exact same settings. It makes zero sense to me, because I am not a fucking sound nerd. Um Neither but it seems like we figured it out, and now we have an episode. Huzzah. So, Taylor, roll those sweet, smooth jams. Wooka, wooka. Beautiful theme song, as always. They've already heard it, Taylor. They don't need to hear it again. Um, okay. Uh, this is a Spider-Man episode, but as always, uh, we're going to talk about some other shit first. What's up? Well, uh, what I mean, I guess uh, we could talk about what we've been watching or what we've been doing in your case, Lauren. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, so the most exciting thing probably or one of, uh, I went to Galaxy's Edge oh my recently. For the layman out there, what the fuck is Galaxy's Edge? Star Wars land at Disneyland. There you go. <laughs> you were the one of the lucky few to get early access. Yeah, yeah I was. I was very lucky thanks to my friend Kevin Garcia. Um, inviting me to join their family trip. It was very fun. Um, but yeah, we went during the preview reservation yeah. shenanigans. And so they were the one who got so the reservations. Yeah. For it. So fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't going to go. Like, I consider myself like a medium Star Wars fan. Like, yeah. I've seen all the movies. Like, of course. But not like the extended stuff and like Clone mm -hmm. Wars and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was just going to wait until, like, the fall when it calmed down, even though there's, like, no crowds right now. That's what um, which is hella weird. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, because yeah, they priced everyone out and then blocked out all the pass holders. So yeah, nobody's going. Also, Classic. Like, only one of two of the re uh, the attractions are open, right? Like yeah. Like, uh, Rise of the Resistance still isn't open. I Correct. Think yeah. Or? I think that's opening in the fall, supposedly. Yeah. They said, like, September or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but it was freaking cool. I'm, so I'm really glad I got to go. So tell us a little bit how like the like how was walk us through the experience of going to Galaxy's Edge because I know that from what I've read at least there's like an app that you sign into and like that's how you get into your queue and then you have like four hours to go and s you know spend at the park so at least for the yeah that was stuff. for the reservation yeah. now you can spend however much time you want in there okay. and before it was kind of the same way like if you were past your reservation time and just shopping like yeah. they weren't going to kick you out but if you try to like get in line for the ride and it was past your time like yeah. no dice but um, but yeah, so they got the reservations. We had to go like check in, at former interventions for any Disney nerds out there. <laughs> um, and, uh, then we went 
lined up at our reservation time you mm. walk through the forest like away from critter country and oh, okay like you literally like you go up past like haunted mansion and all that stuff yeah right? so you, you go past yeah, the okay. hungry bears one of the yeah, um, yeah, yeah. one of the entrance entrances and it's just it's all foresty and yeah. there's like footprints on the ground of different creatures which oh, uh cool. my friend's son came with us and he's seven um and so he was like super excited and like trying to guess what all the footprints were um and then you go in and you're walking through the trees and there's like um what are the moisture towers is that what they're called yeah um like there's those throughout the trees and then you see different ships posted yeah, about um x-wings a-wings all mm-hmm. that well they have um, a-wings mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and apparently they have a ship that they use that they call in Tevero designed and apparently it, it's somewhere in the in the park that they, they used like an unused design for the original oh, version of cool. Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. Colin Trevorrow can suck my dick. Yeah, we're not the best biggest fans of him. No, we are not. But if it's cool if they used like a design that like a new in theory new design that we won't see in the movie Absolutely. in the park. Like it's a unique design. Yeah. 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 Which is Definitely. like kind of what they did with the park. So you go to this this planet called Batu. Yeah. Um, so it's like, we, we haven't seen it before and it's, it's trading outpost last stop before the rest of the galaxy. Yeah. So, you know, you get through the trees, then you, you get to the marketplace. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's exactly what you think of a spaceport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the marketplace is like where the, where like the, um, where the the pub is where you yeah so uh, there's a cantina uh, it's the, not yes, cantina, you know it's not yeah, mos yeah, yeah. eisley yeah of course um, um but I it's can't remember what's uh, the, what the name of it is ogres ogres yeah, yeah that's it did you um, get a chance to go we in there? did just barely we barely made it in with the reservations did um, you drink star wars alcohol i did nice did you drink did. blue milk that's no i, I had the fuzzy tom tom <laughs> oh okay okay that's fun. <laughs> the foam has like something in it that like numbs your mouth that sounds terrifying when you drink it that's really weird but yeah. yeah it was cool it was tasty though okay um but the best part about the cantina for me is the dj Oh, that's cool. So it's a robot DJ, DJ Rex, from the old Star Tours. That's amazing. Voiced by Paul Rubens, and I'm a huge Pee-wee fan. So I was so sad when they took him out. It's Paul Rubens. Yeah. That's a fucking deep cut right I there man did he originally I did not voice know that the yeah oh, so the see, old star tours ride you you know you were guided by this little robot that we'd never yeah, seen yeah, before yeah, called rex yep. voiced by paul rubens back then and he came back to do the the new so version cool. so um DJ, DJ rex. yeah and like he glitches out and what, what kind of music do they play cool. do they play jizz and like stuff like that yeah it's all like contra- Sorry, I, I had <laughs> it's to. okay it's just wailing just wailing, just wailing yeah, is the full yeah, title that's not but, any better but gonna, it's like come on <laughs> That's Come on. not any better. You're, you're not going <laughs> to. But so they, they play like contraband. Got you. Galaxy music. Okay. Um, okay. Because <laughs> I guess. So they've written this whole like backstory for Rex of that he crashed one of the old Star Tours vehicles. Oh, that's on really Batu, neat. Oh, that's and someone cool. reprogrammed him to be this DJ. Damn, that's awesome. And so he'll glitch out and he'll quote the old ride. Oh, that's and so cool. So made my, that's, like, my Disney nerd right. That's happy a huge theme park nerd easter egg for yeah. disney nerds yeah, for yeah. Sure. that's pretty sick um, that's cool so that was really cool i wouldn't really recommend the snacks there but all the drinks are really good yeah and um, everything's supposed that's to be the only reason i would go anyway everything's yeah. supposed to be like in universe right so like yeah. nothing's like branded like well, everything's like yeah. coca-colas and shit right have like alien writing on them and whatnot yeah, yeah exactly. that's pretty dope yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. And it's just like, you don't, you, when you're there, you, I literally was like, I forgot I'm at Disneyland right now because you don't hear the rest Good. of the park. Because you're way it's in the, so in secluded. The corner, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And there's like, there's all these Easter eggs throughout the cantina and throughout the whole park Absolutely. or the whole land. Um, but we also built lightsabers. Okay. So walk <laughs> us through the process <laughs> of, of building a lightsaber. So, uh, on Batu, the, uh, the, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on what they're called. The, the resistance? No. The, the first order. The first order. Yeah. There we go. It's very strong. So there's stor- stormtroopers everywhere. Kylo's walking about. Um, so the lightsabers bitch. don't exist. Like you can't talk about lightsabers. So you're not going to buy lightsabers. You're going to buy scrap. Yeah. So you go and buy quote unquote scrap. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's four different kits that you can choose from and you build your own lightsaber okay and i don't want to give too much away because yeah. it's super magical yeah um but and you like but you there's like a whole experience with it you become one with the force so like you pick out your kyber crystal to go okay in it. so 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 first question is how much does it cost no no lightsaber? hang on hang on I we'll, need to know. we'll get there All right. we'll get there okay um quality of these lightsabers versus say like a force fx lightsaber legit it's good yeah i i'm so mad at myself i didn't bring it with me it's it's heavy it's weighted it's, okay it's okay. good because that's my first chill. question because yeah. i because i do know how yeah. much they cost and i'm wondering if it's worth the experience when you could just go buy a force fx lightsaber it's yeah. worth it compared yeah. to a force fx yeah. well, I think it's okay it's Go ahead. No, I, it's the same. To me, it's the same quality as you would get like any custom one you get right. anywhere else. Absolutely. It's like I said, it's it's a metal handle, like yeah. oh, it's weighty. Okay, but, but I was gonna say add to add to that, what I think makes that special is like it's also unique to like you and your personality, like right, how you right, built right. it and wanted it. So my question though was gonna be is what was your kyber, ki- what color kyber crystal did you p- end up picking? Purple. Nice. Okay, yeah. Mace Windu yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah. I dig cool, it. Cool. Debated it, but I That's went with awesome. purple in the end. Did they have the black one while you were there or no? They did, but we didn't get into that shop. That was the uh, one thing we didn't get to do. There's a black Kyber crystal? I I know there is one, but there's one at at the fucking... So not at the experience. Okay. Um, You had to go into the other shop because they sell other... You can buy the crystals individually and they sell like white there and whatever. That's cool. Um, But the red ones, the red boxes, like... I don't remember the number, but like... 50 out of the 500 red boxes were black crystals inside. That's so you so never knew. Fucking dope. I don't wow. I don't think you could tell. Um but people suck and were causing cus- such a commotion about it that they're not doing it anymore. Exactly. Supposedly. So they they basically they were doing it oh. and people were freaking out cuz everybody wanted one yeah. and they thought that you can't get it anymore and I just was like tell everybody, ah. just tell everybody to suck a dick. You yeah. didn't get it. Don't be well, a whiny people bitch. People are breaking off like pieces of the set and stuff and selling it on eBay I saw so that. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's stupid shit. Yes. Now let's get to the hefty price tag. This is this is why I asked about if it's worth a Force FX because these cost about about the same as a Force FX lightsaber. Yeah. Which is what? So it's two hundred dollars. Um, but like I said, it's it's weighty. The whole um blade is LED. And it makes different sounds when you hit That's them together. Is it, is it battery powered or like how does it like how do you have to is it, is it charge with like a cable? Like no. how does it? No, no, it's battery powered. Okay. You gotcha. don't plug it in or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are the blades uh, combat 
strength. Like if you hit it with another one really hard. Because yeah, those force effects one, you can do. You can yeah. pretty much go ham with those. You things. can fight with them. Yeah, I mean, because the LED goes all the way through the blade. Right. Um, because it doesn't just turn on. Like it does the process of it, like coming going up from down the bottom. From the yeah, hand. of course. That's pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't go full ham on it. Right. Um, but you can you, you can hit them together and cool. It's you could cool. have some it's fun fine. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin and I played around a little bit with ours. There you <laughs> go. Like That's the cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll, so I'll save my savage beatings for my force effects lightsaber and just use this other one for a uh, show. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, was there anything else like worthwhile? Did you get to uh, like ride the um, oh, yeah. smugglers run? I believe it's yeah. called the ride. Yeah. How was that? Um, it was cool. I mean, it was great when we went because it it was a short. Really? Wait. Yeah, we oh, got wow. in in less than half an hour. Whoa, that's yeah. crazy! That's I heard there were lines were like three and a half hours a couple of weeks ago. That's but they that's when it was still like. They might be now that it opened. Yeah. But yeah, when we went in, like we literally we didn't go into docks. That's the only thing we didn't yeah. get to do in our four hour time block. Wow, that's cool. Um. Fun but stuff. The, when does the, the next ride open? The fall. Yeah, it's like September, October, something like that. Like it's going to be open before the holidays start for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Because they're not missing out on that fucking holiday money. Right. But I got to like shoot guns in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it was sick. <laughs> With the awesome. ride, right? And it's like kind of customized too. So like depending on like if you miss things like yeah. and don't blow up things when you're supposed to, like your it's ride changes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, I actually have a friend who worked on the uh, movie portion of the ride. Fuck yeah, that's so awesome. He was telling us about it. It's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so for the ride, you get to be what the pilot, the gunner. Or the tech, the, the tech, or and there's four, right? There's three. Oh, there's only three. So there's two okay. pilots, two gunners, two um, technicians. I think they're called. Gotcha. I can't remember. I might be wrong. Don't kill me, Star Wars nerds. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically fixing the ship as you get hit. That's awesome. That's pretty dope. Heck yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. I can't wait to check it out. I might actually have to go. I was gonna wait because I was like, oh, with the four-hour time blocks and like the expected rush, like. I think Disney kind of like overestimated how like 100% because the thing is, is it's not a full experience yet with two rides. And right. I think they overestimate how many people wanted to go before that. So it's like it kind of makes me want to try to go in the next couple of weeks, especially yeah. if you can just go in now and you don't need a reservation. Right. Like I would happily just go on like a, you know, a Thursday or, or Wednesday or something like that when it's like pretty dead. What was the, what day of the week did you go? Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you, got, you got lucky. Jeez. Yeah. I feel like everybody went at the beginning so quickly that now there's like not so much of a fucking well, like. Also yeah. Like they scared people away with reservations, which I get because yeah. I've been there on opening. Mm-hmm. Like we were op- there opening day for Cars Land and for Little Mermaid. And wow. it was crazy. Yeah. Um, We got lucky. We got in line early enough but yeah. lines were and everybody in southern california long. who wanted to go to see it has pretty much seen it at this point yeah i get that yeah yeah yeah. wow that's crazy yeah because they actually like i wasn't on the initial reservation and supposedly you weren't able to change them mm-hmm. and my friend messed up and got a reservation just for himself and so yeah. then he had to make a new one for his oh, family man. And they emailed him the week of and were like, hey, we see you have a reservation for yourself. You can add up to five more people. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. that's so that's kind of weird. He added me because we had talked about the fact that I wasn't going to go. Yeah, well, go. it all worked out. I mean, it's pretty yeah. cool awesome. on behalf of Disney that they were like, hey, we recognize this name yeah. twice. What the fuck is happening? That's pretty awesome. Because yeah. they cool stuff. They don't have to give a shit. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know. I was really surprised. But cool. I have a very strong aversion to going to Disney and I have to go now, and I'm upset about it. 
I used to live in Anaheim when I was a child. My great grandmother worked at Disneyland for like thirty something years, and I would go like every week. Mm-hmm. And like you know, aside from like certain things, there has not been a reason for me to go back. Right, like Cars Land. Yeah, I don't necessarily care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? So there's things that like I get it. People love Disney. That's fine. I'm yep. not mad at the Disney fanatics out there, but like I don't need to go do a Small World again for the 800th time. Yeah. Um, but now Galaxy's Edge exists, and I have to go back. Well, you know you're gonna have to go back next year too. Well, I was gonna say, will you will you end up buying a season pass if you like I don't adore want, it? I don't want to talk about it. But there's another there's another reason why you're gonna have to go back. I it's gonna be brand new. I, I don't want to talk about it. A Spider-Man ride. I don't want to talk about Wait, it. Is there a Spider-Man? In California Adventure, they're yeah. opening a Spider-Man ride because they're doing Marvel Land. Yeah. Wait, seriously? Yeah, yeah, next year, dude. What are they doing? Like what's okay, wait, wait, wait. So, so what's where? Which section are they changing to Marvel they Land? They tore down Bugs Land. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense because a Bugs Land. Yeah. Was that which part of the? I haven't been to California Adventure so long, so like that's. So it was like next to former Tower of Terror. Okay. It was one of the cutthroughs to get to the back of the park that way. Got you. Got you. Got um, you. Got it you, was got mostly you. Okay. rides based toward little kids. Yeah, of course. So. Dope. That's cool. So. Fuck those kids. Spider Man. Fucking a. Ties so what into you, the episode. What have you been? What have you been up to, Joel? What have you been doing? What have you been watching? Me? Yeah. Fuck, man. I. uh Everyone was like, "Gotta watch Big Little Lies." Big Little Lies is so fucking good. Season two came out. You gotta fucking watch it. So I caught up on Big Little Lies season <laughs> one. <laughs> that like impression was amazing. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm gonna get hate for this probably. Big Little Lies season one fucking sucks. Really? I was not into it. Wow, okay. I, I liked it more than you, but I wasn't like head over heels for it. I thought the story was extremely repetitive. Every episode rehashed the same three problems that the characters had. Almost nothing was new the entire fucking season. You knew the Shailene Woodley twist from the fucking beginning, right? Like, mm-hmm. just everything was either not fresh or just like you could guess what was happening like right before it fucking happened it's like interesting i and the oh, but don't get me fucking started on the acting like these actors are great and they're giving fucking shit performances all of them i thought you know, not even the streep can save it for you i haven't seen season two yet i'm talking about season oh, one i caught up season one so i can watch you, season two okay yeah she's yep cop, cop that I, and i just thought it was fucking garbage fire like yeah, it's uh I would need to rewatch it to give a definitive, but I, I like I said I was a little more positive on it than you, but I'm only hating on it so much because everybody told me how fucking amazing it was. If no one had told me anything and I went into it, I probably would have come out thinking, "Oh, this was pretty good." So it's kind of like Jurassic World. I haven't Everybody seen Jurassic like World because I've heard it's garbage. So I yeah, we watched in theaters together, dude. Oh, I'm talking about the Lost Kingdom. Sorry. Yeah, the yeah, most yeah, recent yeah. one. Right, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like everybody hyped Jurassic World. They were like, "It's the best thing ever." And we we're both just like, "This is yeah, shit." Right. <laughs> So, you but know, I mean, I'm going to continue watching it. I think Meryl Streep may be able to bring some new life into the series. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad show, but everybody said it was the best thing ever. So yeah. I watched it, and I was like, this is absolutely not the best thing ever I at all. just the level of talent involved. The level of talent involved that didn't bring the level of talent that was involved, is though, like... They're all great actors, and I think all of them gave underwhelming performances. 
Okay. Have you seen Big Little Lies? I haven't. It's on my list because I keep seeing the trailers for season two, and I'm mm-hmm. like, this is like, this is intriguing. I want to yeah. know what the secret is. It's it's but interesting, um, especially after the first season. It'll be s- interesting to see what they they do with number two. But um, you definitely need both of you need to report back with with uh, your findings once you get to watch the second season because I am not fucking subscribing to HBO. There's just not enough for me there to dis- to subscribe to it. I mean, I use uh, someone else's HBO. Yeah, me too. So oh well, it doesn't matter. If to I me. G- if anybody there want out there wants to let me use their HBO so I can watch Big Little Lies season two or like, uh, isn't Barry on HBO? Yeah. Barry oh, is on Barry HBO. Is so oh, good. you guys have been watching Barry, right? I well, I mean, it's it and it, it, it ended, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it ended with Game of Thrones, basically. Uh, have we okay. not, have so we, it's been a minute. Have we not yeah. talked about this on the podcast? Have I not uh, praised Barry? No, I podcast? don't think so. You, we talked about uh, Game of Thrones a little bit, but as maybe the listeners can correct us if they know better. But I'm pretty sure you have not talked about Barry. Barry is the best show that you're not watching. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, I've heard amazing things. Again, I just don't have H. If I could get free HBO, I'd be yeah. I'd be golden. I never thought that Bill Hader would come into a dramatic performance and fucking blow me away so, so good everyone yeah. on that show henry winkler and hey. i cannot remember his name and i feel terrible but no ho hank, no ho hank. No oh ho my hank. god if he does not get nominated for an emmy for a supporting actor season two the emmys are just wrong and wow. need to get fired <gasps> that's so funny <laughs> uh this is not a new show whatsoever but i've recently come into a new habit of falling asleep to forensic files Ooh, so interesting that's there fun. are there are nine series because i don't want to call them seasons of course because they're not seasons and then each series has like 48 episodes wow so nine times 48 i don't math but all you out there can it's a lot of fucking episodes <laughs> yeah so i've been watching a lot of murder lately that's good super weird well i mean we'll be talking a little bit more about murder in a little bit i guess but that's interesting what falling will asleep we? Yeah, yeah i mean we have s- is we there what uh you'll 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 it'll come to you it'll catch up eventually. it'll come to you so um no idea what's happening beyond on beyond, <laughs> <laughs> beyond that is there is there anything else that, that you've you've had going on since the last we spoke? I mean we're gonna talk about it in the next news piece, right? So I guess. Well yeah. what is the first news piece? That's pretty much it. Uh my beloved most fa- yeah, I'm gonna say most favorite comic book probably. My longest read comic book one hundred percent, The Walking Dead. Mm. Um Mm. Not the show, because the show fucked up a long time ago. The comic book is at issue 193, and it was a surprise finale. Uh, They had solicited three more issues after this, up to 196, as they do for the trades. And everyone thought, oh, great, more issues. And then, surprise, 193 was the finale, the I suppose epic conclusion to the comic book that's been around since 2003. Can you believe that? It's been, what, what, what is that, 16 years? Very long time. 15, 16 years? 15 uh, yeah, see, my, I, I, don't, I don't math. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I just took a guess. But it's been, it's been over a decade, that's for sure. Oh, it's been a very, very long time. Yeah, okay. Like 2019. Like, it, exactly, yeah. 16. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was just, okay. Um, um, spoilers for the Walking Dead comic book for the next few minutes, uh, and potentially, like I guess, the show too. Yeah, I'm not really going to talk about the show. Well, no, I'm just saying it could pertain to like it could spoil future shit for the show potentially. 
because no. The Walking Dead is still happening. Right, but shit on the show has like it's like way di- diverged from the comics too much. Yeah, it's not okay. going to be anything. All right, like there this. we go then. Never mind. But there are show notes at the bottom that Taylor always does. So uh, mm. skip until after this part if you don't want to hear what happens. Uh, anyway, I warned you. One ninety two. Uh, Rick Grimes finally dies, which is I think one of the craziest things that they've ever done, and um. I honestly always expected this to be a story about Carl Grimes. I thought when Rick died, if, I'm sorry, if Rick ever died, Carl would take over the story and it would go from there and run 300 issues, which uh, they got pretty damn close to. Robert Kirkman said he wanted to do 300 issues. You know, way back in the day, he was saying that was his goal. And so, you know, Rick died. And I was like, oh, great. Carl's going to, we're going to see this evolution of Carl. He's going to become a leader, blah, 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 blah. That was one month ago. That was the last issue. Then this issue happens, and it's the last issue. It's a triple-sized issue. It's 75 pages long. Oh, man. And it starts 15-ish so years in the future. Carl's mm-hmm. a fucking dad. He's got a kid. There's literally not been a Walker scene in like 10 years. Um, one shows up on the doorstep. He kills it. Uh, it's... It's a long fucking story. So basically, they've killed it. like all the wa- like no walkers remain. At Not the end that of the they've story. killed all the walkers, just that they've built a safe enough community that they never make it into town. Gotcha. Like, like they, they have, have enough of they a have such a good security system around these giant towns that yeah. you almost never see them unless you leave the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and. I'm not going to get into it because a lot of people don't keep up with the comics like I do. And it's, you know, there's a lot you see, you see almost every major character from the series that's still alive. Um, and they, here's the thing. I'm, I like the issue. I'm upset at the way that they canceled the series so quickly without telling anybody. Like I would have wished that they have, that they had gotten to this point in the series without jumping to this point in the series and then just ending it. Yeah. Like, I understand... It's like, basically another decade's worth of issues. It, Yeah, essentially. So, like, it basically just ends with Carl reading a story to his daughter, and that story is about Rick Grimes. Coral. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, he, like, reads his daughter a story about how Rick Grimes saved the world and made the world a better place for everybody. And, like, I get it. He's an icon. But it would have been cool to have seen Carl get to that point you know what i mean yeah i feel you because they're kind of jumping the gun a little bit well yeah and they built that up yeah. he, he like he like became a like a man he was still like 16 but he like became a man mm-hmm. in, in in the comics of course he was kind of becoming his dad and then all of a sudden robert kirkman's like yeah you know what it's actually over here's where carl ended up and you're like the fuck yeah so you feel you like robbed it, me of seeing all of that. Yeah. So you don't feel like it's like a worth worthwhile or a, like a justifiable end to the to the series of comics at least to like the run I of said, comics. I liked I liked the issue. It was a good end, but I would have liked to have seen the build up to that end. So yeah. Like as a fan, it kind of feels like a cop out. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It was like a blah, and you're like ah, it's over. Um. I'm looking at it objectively as the end of the series. It's good, but there was no build up to it. So okay. you just went that. to A to Z really fast, or like F to Z really fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, 
There's not much else to say about that since neither of you else can put anything into it. No. Something we can all talk about, though, is the uh, is the Knives Out trailer, we which did. is a murder mystery that we were referencing earlier. We did all see the Knives Out trailer yeah. less than an hour ago. Yeah, less than an hour ago. This is the new Ryan Johnson whodunit, according to the if poster. Ryan, if yeah. it's, 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 it's Knives Out, a Ryan Johnson whodunit. If Ryan Johnson had done Clue. Yeah. yeah. It really, it really does feel reminiscent of like Clue and Murder on. Uh, well, that's what everybody's been saying, but it's true. It's Clue meets Murder on the Orient, Orient Express, in terms of like having a stellar cast. Yeah. You mean that and like a murder mystery, film, Murder <laughs> on the Orient, the classic See, one or the remake? Yeah, oh, I, mean, I was making I fun said, of the remake. Oh. When I, I would have said like Clue meets Tarantino light. Okay, yeah, aspect. yeah, Tarantino I can buy that. Light. I can buy that. I mean, we don't, we don't know the. Yet like level of graphicness yeah, yet, yeah, right. but no. as far as like cast goes yeah it's definitely well i mean they both have a knack for dialogue like ryan johnson's yeah. dialogue is presto you know what i mean so um i get that i, I buy that that's a good a good Thanks. summation of it so what did you guys think of the trailer does it make you excited for the movie did you did you feel like it was it was enough to get you to in, in that theater and come november you put ryan johnson's name on anything and i'm gonna fucking watch it okay so yeah it did a lot for me it was very reminiscent to me of A Brother's Bloom, mm-hmm. just yeah. of the dialogue and kind of the... Just the quirkiness. Yeah, the quirkiness. I don't want to say action because we didn't see a lot of action, but like that quirky action, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Absolutely. And there was a lot of... Uh, I mean, the the cast is about as stacked as it can get. Um, Chris Evans, Christopher Plummer, Daniel Craig, Tony Collette, you know what I mean? Like there's... It's stacked as fuck. Michael Shannon. Michael like Shannon, yeah. Keep yeah. going, like it's crazy yeah, how, yeah. how good so the cast is. I understand that there's all these uh, incels out there come at me that hated uh, Revenge of the Incels. Revenge of the Incels. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Dana. Dana James. Short film. Dana James Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of incels out there that don't like Alas, the Last Jedi, and I, you know, I get it. I had my problems with the movie, but that's not the only thing Ryan Johnson has ever done. And so, if you hate him just because of the Last Jedi, you're a fucking idiot. I said it. I just feel like if you hate a director based off of one film when they have a n- body of work, yeah, that's just dumb. Well, especially as strong as his body of work is, exactly. And I like, I totally, it's like, I, I, I couldn't agree, w- you know, more because it's like, if you don't like the Last Jedi, like, that's fine, but that doesn't mean like you should just hate another movie just because of that without right. judging it on its own. Because well, he's a director you know? fitting into a box in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, fitting yeah. into a franchise, absolutely, and. Versus this is something that he's, is he's his. Indi- yeah, and he's I- if totally. He's an indie filmmaker who was definitely thrust into a studio film for that movie. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, he, the biggest movie he'd ever made was Looper, which Looper. was $30 million. And yeah. now he made a 220 or $250 million, whatever the fuck Last Jedi cost. And I would kind of argue that Looper is one of his, before The Last Jedi came out, I would say that Looper was kind of his worst movie. I think he really thrived. Yeah. I think he really. I mean, all of his movies are good, but it's the least yeah. of what. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, I to like. Clarify for the audience. Yes, I like Looper a lot. Yeah. But I think it was the weakest of his films. Yeah. Because he and I, I, I do think it is because of the large budget. Like, I yeah. think he really thrived under that small indie feature. Absolutely. Format. And I, I mean, I love Brick as one of my favorite movies. Uh, I mean, you know, it's mov- the, the movie that that got you know made his name. Yeah. But this kind of really for me feels like a return to that kind of style, but you know, obviously with a better cast and a bigger Can we talk about why Joseph Gordon-Levitt's not in this movie? Yeah. <sighs> Maybe he makes he a will cameo. He will be. He has there. a cameo in every one of his movies. Yeah. He has a cameo in, in the beginning of Brothers Bloom. 
So he's been in all of our really? movies, and I'm pretty sure he has some kind of cameo in Last Jedi. I think it maybe is a store trooper or something like Who that. Who is he in the Brothers Moon? He's just it, so they have a party at the uh, at the beginning of the yeah, movie yeah, after yeah. they pull off the first con or whatever, and you just see him in the foreground and he's dancing around and he just dances off screen that's and great. that's it. That's like really it's just I love it. Really a one shot cameo. I love it. It's great. Um, and also the guy who plays uh, in Looper, uh, who plays Kid Blue. Yeah, he's also in Brick too. He's uh, he's one of his, his yeah, boys yeah, yeah, too. No, so I remember that end up being in this movie. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, Let's blaze through this because it's yeah I know we're starting to get long already so starting long already I'm I recommend the movie it looks great I'm gonna yeah. see it I'm just gonna burn through these two items so we're gonna go like one less than a minute a piece just because we need to uh, go yeah so, sure we uh, will Lord of the Rings uh, series that Amazon is happening yes it is and we haven't really talked about it much on the show but I guess it's supposed to be a well we haven't had a lot of information about it that's true a prequel series I guess from what they're saying oh or something like that it's it's gonna that's it's not the Hobbit. Yeah, so they had originally well, said it was going to be like an Aragorn uh, origin mm-hmm. type thing. So it takes place with four Lord of the Rings, right? I think now they're saying it's not an Aragorn one. Okay, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what's happening. But it's probably going to be based on something in the Samarillion. So J.A. Bayona, it just revealed that he is going to direct the series, whether it be the pilot or the whole series, we're not sure. But that's exciting. Do you guys know who J.A. J. Bayona is? We had this conversation before the podcast, so yes. let's, no. re- let's, let's recreate this conversation. Absolutely. Taylor, what has he done? Uh, have you seen The Impossible with Ewan McGregor and a young, young Tom Holland? I have seen that. No. Uh, it was like about the tsunami, the tsunami. that happened in uh, Malaysia. Or the wife of that movie is Nicole Kidman? It's Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Naomi ah. Watts. Old, uh, did you see old white lady. Um, Jurassic World, World Fallen Kingdom? Unfortunately, yes. So he directed that, but <laughs> I I, that not. movie's not the best, but I love the gothic style, and that's what he's yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see The Orphanage? It's no. like a horror movie, indie horror movie that was The gothic style where the... Were the T Rexes in like heavy eyeliner? No, yeah. it's just like what? I'm talking like. Go- Were they go- listening like to the Cure? Lightning, the and dark is lighting. A vampire? Oh, fuck. that's good. Get I'm some mood it. lighting on that. <laughs> some lightning, yeah, and shit. some Nosferatu. No, I, the problem I had with that movie was more the writing. So, oh yeah, directing it was, wise, it was, it, was a, it was a gorgeous movie. Yeah, exactly. It was just so, imagine me. that, but with. But with Lord of the Rings and hopefully a better script. Interesting. Cool. At so least it wasn't Trevorrow. Yeah. We're going to move past that. Uh, Flash movie got a new director. Are you guys familiar with the tale of the, f- the, the ongoing tale of the Flash movie? Why are we talking about DC <laughs> on this fucking podcast? Because we have to hit our... D- tr- d- I mean, it's Ezra Miller, so... Yeah, I mean, Ezra's the shit. Is he, though? Because he wrote his version of the script and well, Warner Brothers didn't like it. He's a great actor. Well, that doesn't mean he's... Probably because it was good. Uh, well, apparently <laughs> he wants to tell a more. He, well, he Zack Snyder read it and he's like, he went, "Absolutely not. There's no <laughs> slow mo sex scene in this." Oh man, not uh, into it. Need an Alship slow mo sex scene to make this movie complete. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So he he and Grant Morrison apparently wrote a script just for those listening that don't Mind know what happened. Grant Morrison, one of the best comic book writers. Absolutely, of all time. which is a really good sign. But apparently Ezra wants a darker version. And something akin Even to what... Even darker than the DC's been well, going? It's Jesus akin, Christ. He wants it to, stay, to fall in line with what was done in like Justice League mm-hmm. and like Zack Snyder's vision. And the, uh, the guys who were in there, I believe it was um, uh, John Francis Daly and, and some... Uh, it, the dudes oh. who did... They did... Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming? They wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. And they also... Uh, have you guys seen Waiting? Yeah. yeah. Okay, dude. He's the main character in Waiting. John Francis Daly. Yeah, he's, he's not the main he's, character. He's, he's the, the goat, new though. kid who comes in. Yeah. But yeah, he's yeah, the he's the Ryan Reynolds is the main character. But he's like the the audience surrogate, yeah, 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 if yeah. you will, is what I'm getting at. Fuck you. 
fuck you. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you. you. Exactly. You're cool. <laughs> and fuck you. 100%. So that dude and his and his writing partner, they did uh, wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, and they were slated to direct the Flash movie, and they wanted like a lighter version. Mm. Uh, they also did uh, Game Night. Did you guys see Game uh, Night? Yeah. That was yeah. really funny. I, I remember Game Night. So they were something looking for something like that was a little more... And so what happened was the WB executive said, oh, man, you made two really amazing movies that did well. Right. Game Night and Spider-Man Homecoming. Now, now we don't want to listen you. to you. Exactly. It's, we it's, clearly know what we're doing because we're not behind it, the curve at all. It really bugs me because they're invested in Ezra, and I just don't know if he's right for The Flash, but that's a different discussion altogether. So yeah. basically now Andy Muschietti is coming on board, who is the – he made It and It Chapter 2 mm, is okay. what he's best known for. And uh, he could potentially be directing the movie with a new script coming in. So it's – the third director in four years, I believe, for this movie. Do oh, that's a great sign. Do yeah. you know if they're still going the Flashpoint route? No, uh, that was are. a rumor. They're not doing that anymore, okay. I don't think. Um, they, I mean, they could be for all we know, but last yeah. I heard that was not happening. Mm -hmm. Which I, I think, think what that I was, think that's was a, a terrible rumor. idea. I think that's a terrible idea. Don't do Flashpoint first. Stupid. I think that was a rumor that was born out of Ben Affleck being rumored to not be the role anymore. Yeah. Yeah. People were like, totally. oh, because they're doing Flashpoint. But yeah. what it was was they just fucked up yeah. as they always do and people are trying to justify it Absolutely. and you can't justify it because you suck dc i i don't know if you guys know but supposedly kevin sujahara is not the head of wb anymore nope, he's not. So he got fired after um, like a huge yeah, sex a scandal. scandal did and you I, read about that oh, it was yeah. an amazing article they wrote in hollywood reporter it was like a ten thousand. i was article. working there at the time of those Take like down. texts and no stuff shit, so no, my best wow. friend from there sent me that article she was like we were there when That's this happened wild, um wow. but so i'm i'm really hoping that they can get their shit together now that he's gone, but yeah. well, well, they see. just hired their first woman, uh, their female, um, I think it's like CEO or VP of production or whatever it is uh -huh. to replace him in cool. the position he was in. So it's going to be interesting. A lot of people were given, given her shit because she was probably a woman, but I, 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 I dig it. I think it's a good change of pace for the studio. Yeah. Like I'd be interested to like look more into her and find out what her story is. But yeah, absolutely. So, cool. so I think the only way that they can save themselves is to start over from scratch. DC? Yep. I think the Batman might be that. Isn't that supposed to be a standalone outside of the universe movie? But it could movie? be a fresh... Like the new it Joker could be movie. Right. It yeah. could be a fresh start, is what I'm saying. It has to be, because the biggest fuck-up that they ever did was not building the universe before they did the Justice League. I'm yeah, sorry. You can't do a team-up movie if... Half of your audience has no idea who the fuck the characters are. Yeah. Totally. I mean, End they just story. they just botched it. Like they like. It only took like Marvel only did five minutes or five minutes five films before they did the team up movie. Like they but made it was so film for the characters. The one. Yeah. But see, the problem was is they had all these different characters and and all the films and not enough screen. Like you devote one character to one movie, like Captain America or Thor, and you have time to build that character and build you know that world well, and saying, have yeah. everything build yeah. up like they just botched the execution of it as well as like trying to rush it you know what i mean but moving beyond this uh the last piece of of nerd news this week was brought to us by our own lawrence Brown. yeah i was gonna say that we're getting a new uh, apparently getting a new harry potter prequel tv series tell yeah, me more about this that's Lauren. what i read today so it's totally rumored super 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 pre-production but they're talking about doing a harry potter television series that's a prequel to harry's time at hogwarts that takes place mostly at hogwarts and throughout europe so kind of akin to fantastic beasts Absolutely. but i imagine set more at hogwarts than fantastic beast has been 
Yeah. Um, supposedly it's all new characters. A lot of fans are hoping for Marauders. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really Which interesting. Which would be super dope, but um, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna do that. Since we've had since we've had the prequels, not the prequels, but you know, like the a movie set before, yeah. right? I would I would like to see something post. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. Yeah? So so first once of all, Voldemort's gone. That's what not happens? that's <laughs> well yeah that's but that's also not the end of dark magic you know what I mean like yeah someone is going I mean, to want to Hogwarts be the is new like Voldemort demolished at that what are you point talking though, about dude everything exactly. everything's so, hunky dory forever and always after Voldemort's defeated clearly I would love to I see I mean they a made post. Harry Potter and the and the cursed child so you could no, easily we don't do talk something about like that. that I'm just saying though you yeah they made Spider Man after dark as well you could justify something like post oh for sure films for sure I mean yeah. in the books you uh, have the the epilogue where yeah. you see Harry's kids go off to school so like they rebuild Hogwarts obviously yeah um still there so it would be uh, took them a while but they rebuilt it i mean they're wizards so it probably yeah right it does. <laughs> the problem is is that there, i think if you start and this is for anybody doing a prequel even the lord of the rings you're going to start getting into that fox x-men timeline fuckery where any single thing that you write or do has to line up with what has already happened. Right, which there's already issues of that with Fantastic Beasts. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be tough to do that. So why not just make something post? Yeah. And you can do literally anything you want. That would probably make the the most feasible sense. Yeah. Don't fall into the box timeline. We are talking Cursed Child. Cursed Child fuck things up in the timeline and it's post, but... Well, I mean, Fantastic. What what would you rather have, Cursed Child or Fantastic Beasts 2? Because that movie was fucking terrible. Dude, that movie was so bad. It fucked so much. Okay, stuff I watched up. it twice. It was better the second time around. It it's, still was it's not. More, a, it's it more. Com- great, it's more. It's more comprehensible the second time around. But but it, uh, cursed child. I can go on a whole rant about it. But I like, know. I, they completely I, negated the whole thing of time turners. Like okay, uh, why I'm build sorry. a build a rule? I'm and break sorry, it, I pushed you know? this button and no, made you go fine. down this I'm road. Not gonna <laughs> go, I'm not going to go on a rant, but it's like you know people have issues with time travel breaking their own rules. Yeah, yeah. it's time travel. It's exactly what that is, and they just just took that manual and threw it out the window and lit it on fire. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't ever do a prequel unless you already know what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, don't. And I don't want to just start sucking Marvel's dick as hard as I always do, but like they plan shit out years in advance before they do anything for this specific reason. Or they leave themselves like room to like change, like to to connect things later on. Like they're, they're, they're for like, because the thing, well, I mean, okay, we'll get into it, but yes, Uh I I don't disagree. They did a prequel with Agent Carter in a sense. I mean, it kind of tied into Cap, but compared to the rest, and I don't know if you guys ever watched it, but I loved it. Yeah, I totally love it. I've seen a few episodes, but I haven't haven't watched the series. It has nothing to do with Agent Carter herself, but I have not really watched any of the Marvel television shows. Did you you watch Daredevil though? Didn't you? I have watched all of the Netflix Marvel shows. What about Luke Cage, dude? Not the ABC shit. Yeah, I've watched watched Luke Cage. Wow, I I watched all of the Marvel television. Did you watch Iron Fist? I have. Okay, no, I got you. I didn't watch Iron Fist. But uh, we all agree Iron Fist was bad, yeah. so I, I didn't, actually I didn't watched, need to watch it. I actually it. watched the first season, and I didn't hate it, but I won't disagree that it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Um, yeah, I just think that, and I, and again, I just think Harry Potter has such a long and rich history. Yeah. You know what I mean? The if, deep mythology, if so you were, speak. Yeah, if you were a newer series, a newer show, a newer movie, and you want to do a prequel, fine. You're still writing out the history of the mythos. That's fine. 
Harry Potter has seven, eight books, seven and a half, whatever the fuck you want to call it, yeah. right? Which only covers seven, seven. Seven books, eight movies. Eight yeah. movies, right. So it's like you have thousands and thousands of pages. Well, not to mention all the Pottermore stuff, too, that's yeah. been a, like official canon yeah. shit yeah. now, too. Yeah, you know? I'm saying, like, don't, don't try to do another prequel yeah. I just also and fuck everything up. If we're going to do prequels or any spinoffs or whatever, I want to see the other schools. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was. Absolutely, yeah. That was going to be I would my be down thing. For that what too. I was going to say is what I would. L- I was going to ask you guys what you would love to see, but we've kind of answered that a little bit you already. You can't. Yeah. You can't really fuck that up because. And you know, we've we yeah, don't we have we have we don't know much about it. Other exactly. than that, yeah. and the little bit they talked about it in Fantastic Beasts since yeah. the girls went to Ilvermorny, but right, it just gives you a chance to further expand the world without yeah. like like retreading things like, like those movies are diversity and and inclusion because it's yeah. they're all over the world. Right, absolutely. So. It would yep. open up a lot of doors for a lot of people, which would be really fucking cool to see. Yeah. The only issue I have with this topic is that it's supposed to kickstart the WB streaming yeah. service. Yeah. We'll see. Look, I mean, it's it's a it's a draw to get. I would. I mean, I would probably sign up for this. I haven't. You know, I haven't it. done CBS All Access. No, they don't have good shit on there though. No. They don't have enough of a you know. I mean, pulling power. So Star to speak. Trek is a huge fan. Yeah, base. but they only have two shows, two original shows that for well the, the whole WB service. streaming service is only going to have one show. They're going to have other stuff, dude. Not currently. The WB streaming service is going to have The Office and it's going to have Friends, dude. That's NBC, more than enough to NBC. just get them started. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's NBC Universal, dude. Oh wait, shit, no. that's Universal. <laughs> I'm saying those are not the same Friends thing. Friends shot at Warner Brothers. Oh, but they it's shot at Warner yeah. Brothers, but they were okay. My, that's where I got. Yeah. That. It's I'm confusing. Wrong. My bad. People like they're they're basically going to be asking people to subscribe to this for one thing. Well, I That's wonder true. if they'll I mean, transfer I, their CW shows over there at all. Oh yeah, or, like, do you the see CW other shows CW are free to stream right now. And right. Stuff like I watch that, I watch so. the Flash on streaming on CW. So, so. then yeah. they're going to take those off of Netflix and put them onto this thing, and then yeah, and the streaming wars shall begin after that. Yeah. Oh, it's so dumb. I'm not well, into it. I guess we should probably move on from news. Is there anything else you guys have on the uh, Harry Potter no. uh, TV series? That's pretty much it. No. Yeah, I think we covered that pretty good. All right. Uh, I need to take a break because I need to pee. I was literally just yes. going to say before the main and topic, we are going to pee. And then come back and we will. you guys won't even know we're gone and we'll do our review. Has there, has there been a single episode where we have not peed? Yeah, I there's don't. Been, there's been a few. I don't think there there's has been. been. There's been a few, but not yeah, in a while. Because the early ones we couldn't pot. Because remember we recorded uh, on the uh, the Yeti originally. Oh yeah. Before we got the mixer and stuff, so we couldn't pause then. So we'd have to. Well, blast. Now it. just like Harry Potter, we perform magic. Hey. Lauren, hit that space bar for me. Surprise! You didn't even know we were gone. <laughs> Sucker. Spider Man. Spider Man. Does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches thieves just like flies. Look, Look out. out. Here, Here comes the Spider-Man. Colin Far From Home. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home. It came out. We saw it. You hopefully saw it too. We saw it twice. We're better than you. Um, Are we going? At midnight. We saw it at midnight. Indeed. Ah. Midnight being being what? Uh, Monday night? Monday night. Screenings? Tuesday morning, technically. Yeah. Technically, because it was tw- it was twelve oh five. Hadn't gone to bed yet, so it's still Monday night. That's yep. that's how I view things yeah. as well. So I'm glad that we're all on the same page on that one. Absolutely. Okay. Spider Man Far From Home. Who wants to go first? Are we gonna let's? Are, well, are we doing non, spoilers non, or what? We'll do we'll do non spoiler reactions. Yeah. 
first. And then we'll just jump into spoilers pretty quickly after no, that no, then. Without telling anybody, we're just going to start spoiling the entire movie. No, it's going to be amazing. We don't want to do that. It's going to be great. Is it going to be ultimate? Ooh. More than amazing. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, lo- n- Lauren. Non- yes. Non-spoiler reactions to Spider-Man Far From Home. It was so good, you guys. <laughs> I was literally, I was so tense the whole time, and it was so good, and I, that might be the most visceral, visceral reaction I've had to a movie, I think actually since Homecoming. Really? Homecoming, I, my jaw literally dropped um, at the twist, because I did not see it coming, mm. and with this one, I was like, I was in my little bubble of my seat, and just like, going crazy, um, especially at some per- certain parts that we'll talk about later. But mm-hmm. it was it was so good. I you know, and I was a little hesitant coming into it because it's a Spider-Man sequel. But it's Marvel, and so far they've got Spidey under control, and I could not be happier. Absolutely. We need to close this. Are you hearing some background noise? No, I think a lot of her, I think a lot of her volume was coming from bouncing off the bounce. She How is it now? It's a yeah, it's lot definitely better. better yeah. Cool. Sorry, guys. Still figuring shit out. No, we're not going to delete it. Just It's just hot as fuck in the room right Right now, now. so we had to open up the window. It is, but that sounds better. Yeah, we're doing okay. Continue your your love. Oh, no. I just, it was, it was great. I, I cannot wait to see it again. And like, I immediately got out and texted my best friend and was like, you need to text me right away when you see it because I need to talk about all the things. And it's, it's so good. There you go. I'm so happy. Taylor. Um, I enjoyed it. I I really liked it. I mean, I should it should go with saying that Joel and I saw the movie again uh, today. Was it today? Today. So that when, when was it? Yeah. Do you today. Have, do you have dementia? Well, no. I was just <laughs> I was thinking like uh, in for reference for people with today is is Wednesday evening. So it's it's a little bit after the movies come out. So we have yes. have had a chance to process a little bit. I've had a chance to see the sec uh, the movie a second time again and. I think it's really, really enjoyable. I, I, you know, definitely have some issues that I want to discuss with you guys in spoilers. But overall, I think it, it very much takes what uh, what makes Spider-Man Homecoming so special and, and really just builds on all that stuff while adding some new elements. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I really think the whole high school, uh, like sort of just capturing the high school experience for pi- for Peter um is is just it's just really well done and sort of the awkwardness and uh you know the character interactions and i'm not a huge fan of the characterization but i think a lot of the the chemistry between these characters in this movie just really works like it just really pops you know what i mean and it's also funnier in my opinion than than spider-man homecoming like i would agree with that i would say it's more of more of a coming-of-age comedy than it is like a superhero action movie. And I found that to be like really, really interesting angle for a Spider-Man movie. Again, I do have some issues with the, with the, with the plot and the script, you know, um, but we can get into that. I think it's interesting you said coming of age because that's how a lot of people were branding homecoming as like a John Hughesian. Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, that was the director sort of like a sort of uh, inspiration was, you know, I mean, they reference uh, like Ferris Bueller's day off in the movie. So it kind of makes sense, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But, that they kind of keep it going through this. Absolutely, yeah, and they they certainly doubled down on that element, in my opinion. I think. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? Um, I think that if any series in the Marvel universe should ever be 
a coming of age high school romantic romance tale, it should be Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the comic book has always been about balancing high school life, love life, regular everyday responsibilities with being a superhero, mm-hmm. being Spider Man. So Absolutely. I can I can understand if Thor is too corny. I can, uh, but you know, which it's not though, because I love fucking Ragnarok. Yeah. But I can understand if if a serious if Captain America is too cheesy. I can understand if you know Black Panther is too cheesy and you complain about it. I understand if any other serious superhero movie is too cheesy. I understand the complaint. When what I hate is that when people say, oh, man, that Spider-Man movie was so high school. You mean with home co- in regards to Homecoming? With regards to any Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Okay. Even, and I'm not saying that the Amazing Spider-Man franchise, the one with Andrew Garfield, was yeah. you know amazing or anything, but what I hated is you can't hate it for being too comic booky, for being too cheesy, for being too high schooly. Yeah. That is well, Spider Man. That's staying true to the character. Yeah. H- yeah. Hate it. Hate it for any other reason except for that reason. I don't find yeah. that as a valid complaint on the movie. Yeah. And that leads into what you were saying. This literally, the second time I watched it, I was sitting there thinking, this is a phenomenal high school rom com movie. Absolutely. That has awesome Spider Man elements it's, in it. It's it's weird though too. I think that's what I appreciated about it most. Like more than any other Spider Man movie, with the exception of Amazing Spider Man two, only because Amazing Amazing Spider Man two is like batshit crazy weird. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? With like Electro and Green Goblin and just yeah. the visual design of that movie is fucking wild. But I will say that this is like the the weirdest Spider Man movie that we've ever got. And I found that really fascinating because yeah. they really delve into those comic booky elements, especially yeah. with uh, with Mysterio bringing Mysterio to the screen, who's classically a villain. And this movie kind of paints him as a hero. And I found that like really interesting. But obviously we can we'll get into Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that this is just further proof that Tom Holland is and forever shall be. Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah, I think I think we've talked about this before. That probably like, Andrew was a great Spider-Man. Terrible Toby Peter Parker was a great Peter, but yeah, neither of them had that balance. And from yeah. day one, Tom had that. Yeah. And I, what I love about this movie is he still has that, but we see him grow. Yeah, absolutely. He's much more mature than he was in Homecoming. Well, yeah. I mean, he has he has issues with responsibility in this movie, obviously. Right, yeah. but he's still a kid. Right, but he's he absolutely comes into his own more in this movie. I'm even more excited for the next time we see him, which probably won't be Spider-Man three. We'll ha- we'll we'll probably see him before that, which will be great. We can see him, hopefully after the mo- re- most likely, but it's tough to say. Well, after the ramifications of the end of this movie, which we'll talk about, it'll be interesting yeah. to see him yeah. anything else. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed. Uh, Zendaya I was she wasn't MJ enough for me in Homecoming yeah yeah I saw the possibilities so I didn't write it off I was like ah she's not very MJ I'm not into it but I can see maybe where they're going well we weren't supposed to know that she was MJ until the end until the end yeah yeah but that doesn't mean you can't have her be MJ I know but I think they were trying to Save that a right. little bit too. Yeah. This movie, I was very much into their relationship. Absolutely, I thought it played 
very well. I 100% agree. And I think it's one of the best aspects of the movie is just the, the relationship building between those two characters. And I think just the, like, again, the chemistry, you know what I mean? Yeah. The chemistry, especially between those two, but even between like uh, Marissa Tomei and John Favreau, like those two oh, have great. really great yeah. chemistry in the movie. Um, you I have... Think, I think John Favreau can have great chemistry with anybody. <laughs> That's true because he's a naturally comi- gifted dude, comedic actor. You put that dude on the camera with anybody and it's going to be Absolutely. Yeah. And he's a writer so he knows like how Absolutely. to just... He can just spit out great dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. But then you also have like um, some of the uh, some of the supporting characters the like, uh, like, like Ned. Ned and Jacob Batalon and uh, my gosh, I can't remember. I think it's Ang- Ang- Angry. Ang- she's... Uh, Australian angry Just the character name. Betty? Yes, uh, Betty, the yeah. l- the girl who plays Betty. Um, the the char- chemistry between Ned and Betty in this movie is just excellent. You oh, know what amazing. I mean? So I think all around this movie does a really good job. And even between uh, Peter Parker and Mysterio, the chemistry between Gyllenhaal and um, and uh, Tom. Tom. Thank Holland. you, yeah. Tom Holland. Is Taylor's excellent. having an issue right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm having a brain fart. But yeah, I just just overall, I think that this movie really lives on the character like interactions. Yeah, everybody in my life knows how I have felt about Jake Gyllenhaal for a very long time, and uh, recently, since Nightcrawler, I have been on the Jake Gyllenhaal train. Yeah, and this movie. I mean, goddamn. Do you think? Bro. Do you think this is maybe the birth of the Gyllenhaal sense? Absolutely. So to speak, yo. Okay, there is a scene in the movie. We'll get to it in the spoilers, but there's a scene in this movie that I just think is the best Hall performance I have ever seen, and it's in a fucking superhero. All right, movie. I'm yeah. very, I'm very interested to see which scene you're talking about. We'll save it for spoilers. I just regret all of the years I spent. Disliking what, Jake what was it about Jake Gyllenhaal that like made you dislike him though? Like what? Like what? I mean, obviously his performance in Nightcrawler was a turning point, but like what made you not? Because he had been turning in solid performances for a long time. Since when? Since Brokeback Mountain, dude, two thousand five, Oscar nominated, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Okay. Joel, I just can't quit you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. So like, I loved Donnie Darko, right? Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed him in Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. I did. But name a movie between those where he did a good job. Brothers. Brothers. I fucking hate that movie. That movie's terrible, Brothers but he's good in sucks. it. What about The Day After Tomorrow? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's a, That was a joke, obviously. That's a terrible movie. There was just... He had... Oh, he was... Guys, he was the prince of fucking Persia. Yeah, that was pretty that? bad. That was pretty bad. Look, he, he just did step away to do Broadway for a while. Though. I gave him yeah. so many chances to do good to me, and he didn't. So yeah, he did you dirty one too many he times. He did me dirty one too many times, so yeah. I just refused to see any more of his movies. And you know, and until like, <laughs> you know, in Nightcrawler, I just heard so many good things about it. Riz Ahmed was in it. I like mm-hmm. Riz, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna fucking watch it. And it turned me. But we're not here yeah. to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal. We're talking. We're here to talk about Spider Man. I mean, we are here to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal, just not in other, mo- just not in other movies. Right. <laughs> I just, I do think that. W- uh, look, it is a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I don't, Indeed, it is. It is I a Spider-Man movie. I love Tom Holland. We all know how I feel about him as Spider-Man. I think he is the one and only Spider-Man for the rest of our lives. Yeah, he really just combines all the elements. But man. I will say that Jake Gyllenhaal put in the better performance in this movie. Jake Gyllenhaal stole this movie. I agree with that. Thank you. I just, but while we're talking about good performances, yeah. uh, I I was actually very impressed with Zendaya as well. Absolutely. The last oh. thing I saw her in was Greatest Showman, 
So it's mm. interesting because she was playing an older character. Right. Yeah. Um, and then coming back to this and coming back to teenage high school. Yeah. It was great. It was a great transition between those two. Films. Oh, she did. Yeah, absolutely. She did high school MJ fucking perfectly. Which, yeah. which is really interesting because it totally hits the nail on the head. And yet, like, I mean, at least as far as I'm aware, isn't MJ like traditionally in the comics, like a super popular girl? Like she's one of like the, mo- the more at least that's the way the movies played it. Maybe she that's is, where no. I'm getting that from. But she was if you look at the ultimate comics version. OK, which I'm not super familiar with. Yeah. Most of what. Tom Holland Spider-Man is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind. She's still a cool kid, but, but she's, she's kind of a loner. She's edgy. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, totally. Yeah. I just think that since the reveal and here's my issue with it is like I understand they didn't want you to know it was MJ in Homecoming, but they changed her personality to become MJ, I yeah. think. Exactly. Right. In I think in this movie she was fucking. She embodied the character. Yeah. She was MJ. Well, we also see her more in this movie. We so. do see her. Yeah, more. So she right. wasn't You're really. Right. She's hundred percent. Yeah, in, she's not very much was, a part it was of that. A Ned heavy movie, as far as Friends goes, for um, Homecoming. Yeah, it was. Whereas You're right. It's a little Absolutely. bit more balanced. Ned this. heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess is there anything else we can say about this movie, spoiler free wise, before we jump into like the thick of it? Go see it if you haven't. I. Like, I mean, okay. I I think. And I've seen it twice now, so this isn't like off-the-cuff, drunk Joel have just seen it excitement Yeah, like it was when I saw The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I was like, that was great. And then... Yeah, which is on the record, I believe, by the way. And then afterwards, I was like, fuck, that movie sucks. Yeah, I mean, you really love that movie, but... I just like Spider-Man. <laughs> I know you do, Joel. I know you do. Any okay. movie where Spider-Man is in it, I'm just like, fuck yeah. And I jizz in my pants. Exactly. Um, um, I, I don't blame you for that. I will, and I need more time to marinate on it. It's of course, of course. Yeah, been, of course. It's been not even a week. Yeah. But I think I can confidently say it is at least tied for the best Spider-Man movie of all time. Yeah, I was going to ask, because after really? we on Monday, you okay. guys yes. were like, Spider-Man 2, what? I said I said I disagree with that. I, I said that. Okay. Um, it's at, so, it's okay. at least tied, so, if not better than all right all right all right so before we jump into spoilers instead of rating the movie yeah. top three spider-man movies lauren Fuck. Oh, um probably actually top five no there's okay only top six. Three. <laughs> I was like <laughs> well no there's a lot of spider-man movies oh you're counting into the spider-verse I'm saying, are well we no no there's spider-verse amazing spider there's 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 seven 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 now. yeah so there's top seven. five okay seven? top three top three yeah. top three um Gosh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me between Homecoming and this, which would be first. Number one and two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, then after that? I don't know. I'm very partial to Andrew Garfield, so I would probably okay. say Amazing One. Okay. Okay. Um, that's fair. That's, but uh, that's, that's fair. fangirly more than... Okay. We were, we were there in Hall H for that amazing performance. We were. We were there. But I was also there for Tom Holland, so... <laughs> So what you're saying is like it's like your f- favorite more more so than like the best. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. But but I also think these two are I think there's a lot to top. like about Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't I don't I mean Yeah. I can't disagree with that. Joel. I will say that the Amazing series does not make my top 3 at all. There's nothing wrong with that. Um Because I would say it doesn't make my top 
five, but I think <laughs> I think again, it is a neck and neck photo finish tie, maybe between Spider Man two and <laughs> as Movie Pass puts it, Spider Man Homecoming two. Okay. Far from <laughs> home. <laughs> really? So you would put this movie ahead of Spider Man Homecoming? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Really? Here's the thing. Is I, wow. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Let, me, right. let me quantify that real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I, Spoiler free, of course. I walked, in a, I walked almost an hour in Austin. I was out there for, it was, it was either RTX or South By. I was out there for a con, and the nearest theater was really far away, and it was a crazy weekend, so all the Ubers were taking like 30 minutes to get to me. I walked 45 minutes in the fucking humidity mm. of Austin, Texas to see Beautiful. Homecoming. And I fucking am not ashamed to say that I weeped at the amazingness that was Homecoming. I loved it. It brought me all the joy that I ever wanted from a Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen since Spider-Man 2. Yeah. And I loved it. It was really good. Yeah. But as we've, I think we've already talked about this, about yeah. Far From Home, is it took all the great things about Homecoming and built upon them to make a better film. Yeah. I think technically too, it's a it's a better film. Yeah. Really? Okay. I, so I yes. would say okay. between Spider Man Two and Far From Home, I would say that's tied. So I don't know if I should count that as a one and two or just one. But that then I would say so let's just say that we count those as both first place. Sure. Well, no, but then <laughs> no, but 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 then I have to include them. Just amazing. rail it out. Just rail it out, man. Uh, then so let's just say. Off the cuff, I'm just going to say Far From Home, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1. Okay. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, 1 as Homecoming? in Spider-Man Homecoming or no, Spider-Man no, no, no. the first one? Spider-Man 1. Okay, yeah, the combination of the two, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man oh, 1. Oh, uh, fuck. Where's home? Oh, God damn it. Yeah, this isn't fair to me. All right. So right what now. I would say is I th- still think Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie that's been made. I recently, I actually rewatched it right when I got back home from the first viewing of homecoming or of far, far from, from home. home god i'm doing that so much and yeah it is incredible how good that movie so how well it holds that up since tom took over so i would i it's it's different you yeah. know obviously with with toby and stuff but I, it's it's just so well made and it's I so just like think that jake does a better job as a villain see i think i okay i think i jake, love alfred Molina. i do but See, I think okay. So here's mine: Spider-Man Two. I think Spider-Man Homecoming. Then I would put it's a for me number three is a tie between this movie and and the first Spider-Man. Okay, I I thought you were Sam Raimi's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man because Sam Raimi's Spider-Man the first one kind of like is a little that's more dated than than Spider-Man. It's cheesy, yeah, and like it ends with a fucking Nickelback song, and it's just super like. Fuck that. It's it's just really really dated in certain ways, and it, and and it's it's an important movie, but it's not the best. All right, so. I, I got to change my list because I was just in the heat of the moment saying like, oh, Spider-Man. Now we're <laughs> I'm doing uh, Far From Home, okay. Spider-Man Two, Homecoming. All right, there we go. Sorry to open this can of worms. We should we jump into spoilers then? Yeah, finally, yeah, let's do All it. All right, we wasted like five minutes trying to figure that out because we I just decided to anything. No, I just it's decided Spider-Man to throw no it off, off the cuff. With Spider-Man. Exactly. That's true. It's all in good fun. Um, okay, so for you any know of you what guys, what do you like about Spider-Man One though? Okay, what? Boom! Saw his belly. 
Oh man, I love Macho fucking Man, Willem, dude. That fucking scene is amazing, and Willem Dafoe is fucking incredible in that movie. The scene, man. yes, dude. Thank you. And the scene where he's talking into the mirror and he's playing both oh, characters, it, yeah, uh, like acting off good. himself. It's fucking incredible. For, I often say Godspeed Spider Man in my everyday life. Godspeed Spider Man. Godspeed Spider Man. <laughs> okay, so uh, how do you guys want to approach spoilers? What like do we do we want to jump into like our like most pressing issues or things we want to talk about or do we want to try to address i mean i think the biggest thing is this movie does not give a fuck if you've seen avengers endgame because it spoils yeah, the no. shit out of it from, like within the first yeah the, we'll talk about from, that from the marvel title like yeah they go it's pretty funny like with the so with good. the music cues the, yeah. the music cues in this movie are amazing they're calling the snap the blip from the beginning it is and this is what i think is actually beautiful is that they they take Brady bant <laughs> Betty Brant, yes, who's supposed to be like a Daily Bugle employee in the future, whatever you, yeah. you know what I mean, and she is on the AV news team for yeah. the high school doing yeah. journalism, and they immediately start talking about the blip. And she was in Homecoming, by the way, just in the background. Right. They have her and the guy from fucking Bumblebee on there. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah. So they, I think it's important to say that they open the movie with an explanation of. The blip. Basically summarizing like... Which is the kids who stayed behind aged and the kids who blipped did not. Okay, first yeah. thing, can we just talk about how every, almost everybody in the class just happened to fucking get dusted? Like, that's a pretty odd coincidence. Not, not, no. not, I know not it's more Brad. of a nitpick. Yeah, there's one person, fucking Zendaya. Two. Uh, who? There's two. The um, Brad and the other kid that's yeah, but uh, all doing all the... the Flash? Flash, yeah. No, Flash got dusted because he's the same age, I yeah. thought. No, because on the plane, she calls him out when he's drinking the champagne. She's no, but like, she said he did get blipped. Yeah. Is what she says to him. Or what she says to the... Yeah, because Flash would be older uh, than them if he was fi yeah. he'd be five years older. And that wouldn't right, he would be right, out right. of high school she at said, that point. Sorry, sorry. What I didn't but, like about that joke was she said, oh, he's not 21. He blipped. He's actually blah, blah, blah. But he wouldn't be 21 anyway because they're still in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so I just think it's interesting that like they try to explain that with the with the um, for lack of remembering his name, the Asian kid that grows up to Brad. be Brad. Um, Brad. Thank yeah. you uh, for with Brad. So I thought it was interesting that they address that because that was going out of Endgame. I was like, so I'm, we literally had this conversation. I said, so like just the whole class, all the characters right. in Spider-Man Homecoming just well, managed to get dusted yeah. so they could appear in the sequel. Like it was a little bit of a coincidence. Well, but the scene. But so the scene when she was talking about it on the newscast, they showed a, like a, a phone clip of when yeah, it was happening. Totally. And there was a bunch of band kids. Oh, of in course. The, you know what I mean? But so those like, aren't like main characters. I just right. think it's interesting that they addressed it in that way is what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think I'm glad they addressed in, it in the universe. All those main characters are just 50 50 chance kids. Yeah, you know, of course. To us, they're main characters. Yeah. To the universe. But not. it just so and happens the, for storytelling purposes yeah, that you know. the kids on the trip are just the, like in this one small class. It's not their entire yeah. grade. That's true. Yeah. That's thing. true. That's true. Sorry, that was just a little nip. I was like, there's was only like, like what thirty kids on the trip, so right. Yeah. Uh, how does what's what's the well, first the what's one the, the big one first set piece the of one, the movie? So the one thing I will say is that, and we 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 both times we saw this. Yeah. The movie the pace for this movie is fucking relentless, yeah. right? So the movie starts with a sequence in Mexico, and you get basically a, a Mysterio appearance that we see in the trailer that we're expecting to be for oh, yeah, some climactic cut. battle, yeah. and they just go right into well, it. And it's, we also ahead. have the Tony Stark in memoriam, which... Absolutely, but that, but that comes after that, right? 
doesn't that because the pre because the because the but i mean this is jumping a little bit forward but i just think it's interesting how this movie jumps right into it we have the mysterio appearance that we've seen in the trailer we have the quick in memoriam and then boom it's off to off to uh going abroad like i did i did think it was an odd choice to have a what was like three to five minute cold open of like yeah shield showing up by shield i mean nick fury yeah hill yeah. And then Mysterio's like, boom, I'm here. What's up? I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. And then hard cut to like credits. And then you don't see him again for what? Like maybe like 45 minutes? Yeah, until he shows up in Venice. Yeah, it's really – I thought that was a weird way to open it, to be honest. I think No, I like it. I think it's st- it stages mystery. I think it says, oh, mystery? shit, okay. Well, no, I yeah. I mean, it's – I mean, there's a whole mystery with Mysterio. So um, I, I, I think it worked really well personally that moment but it doesn't go straight into the trip there's the whole well you have the, thing. but but i mean that's like i mean 15 minutes in we're on that plane yeah. you know what i mean and they spend a lot of time on the plane um but yeah i think i think the pace for this movie is one of the things that is just right off the bat where it was like whoa that really jumps you into the movie like they, they're just going for it yeah and one of the things i appreciated fundamentally with this movie is that much like homecoming they're trying to do something different that we've never seen before and seeing Spidey abroad is yeah. like really, really cool. And I think just just trying to make this movie different enough by doing just that, I think is really is really smart because I, it makes it really stand out in a different, distinct way. I one hundred percent had my doubts when it was announced that it was far from home. I was like, yeah. What the fuck? You're gonna take friendly neighborhood Spider Man and throw him abroad. But yeah. I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah. I mean again, I said I love the movie, so apparently apparently it worked out very well. <laughs> um it's a, uh, I mean, each of these small towns they go to is just another friendly neighborhood for him to be in, right? Absolutely. He's a friendly. N- but he doesn't want to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood After <laughs> the trauma, I mean, I think a big, a big thing of this movie is. is well, he one hundred percent wants to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Oh, but when he, Nick Fury tries to recruit him, he's like, "I'm just the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man." But he wants to go on his trip with his friends. You know, he's recovering. He's like, you have to think about the trauma. Of like being a part of the snap and then coming back to existence and like how that affects your psyche and that how that well, changes and you. The battle that he was just a part of. Exactly, like. and and I think it's important to note that this movie takes place eight months after the events of Avengers Endgame, but still, like the movie is very much about like dealing with the ramifications of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. In terms in terms of like Tony's uh, sort of like passing forward Tony's legacy and like all that yeah. stuff. And I think it handles that as- those aspects pretty well. What I enjoyed, and they did handle that aspect very well, is that they didn't... <sighs> this is a fine line to walk, what I'm about to say. They definitely made Tony's presence known in the movie. Well, I mean, yeah. But I felt they jerked him off way harder in Homecoming than they did in this movie. Like, well, of course. He's he was, there, yeah. but he's not... Well, he's the on like screens and he's like in the background. He's l- he's yeah. looming presence in the background. That's what I what liked. I they say. acknowledged what just happened without beating you over the head with it, making it yeah. another emotional movie. Absolutely. They're like, cool, this happened, and well, this is now life after the, the movie. At one hundred percent, I think the movie exists in terms of like him going abroad on this trip to for him to forget about that, and yeah. I think that's a really like but smart. But you do get to see the impact worldwide that the Avengers and Tony in particular had which is cool with all the memorials around yep. the world 100 percent. and so yeah i just i just thought that did that, that did it really well and um i mean i guess like peter's plan on this trip hmm? is to woo the beautiful mary jane indeed he wants to go to different countries with her he wants to buy her a necklace he wants to 
presented to her at the top of the Eiffel Tower and yeah. tell her that he loves her, so on and so forth. And before he typical can, angsty yeah, teenager. Yeah, before they can even get out of Venice, because that's our first stop on the trip. Yep. Before they can even get anywhere else, a giant water monster appears. Yes, which is supposed to be Hydro Man, or at least inspired by Hydro Man from the comics, even though it's not Hydro Man. It's an elemental. It's an elemental, but the elementals were different in the comics as well. Yeah, they were people. Right. Exactly. Um, it's a loose interpretation all it over is. the board. <laughs> but so Spider-Man sees Mysterio come in, swoop in, fight this thing. Right. He puts on one of those weird Mardi Gras masks. Absolutely. They're Venetian which, masks. Which I thought was. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought it was. I thought it was smart because it was a way to keep him out of the suit, but still like keep him involved in. Yeah. In the thing and that, that sequence, dude in the Venetian mask is the exact same shirt, backpack, shoes, and pants. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> I the know, one right? thing that I was like. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I think like they keep him far away enough from the like he's trying to like stop the oh like, yeah the, no he gets the he catastrophe gets Ned, of yeah. things he gets Ned to get them out of there well, exactly. And, but they also touch on it later where he's like asking them like oh what did you see and MJ's like I didn't see anything because I was running away yeah so like no one's totally. paying attention that totally and I didn't even here. I didn't even really question that I just thought it was an interesting way to like keep tom holland out of the suit for an action sequence and oh, still have yeah. him be spider-man yeah, which, really cool. which i appreciated absolutely because you couldn't really do that in new york you know you can do that in venice yeah. i like that the entire sequence where he's like zipping through buildings windows and then around the top of the roof to like pull the structure back in and then the whole yeah. bell tower scene yeah, yeah yeah it's all spider-man out of the suit and it's really great yeah so uh that sequence is pretty dope. You know, obviously you have Mysterio fighting the whole like water elemental and then eventually he's able to defeat it, I guess. Right. Well, so do it. Quote unquote defeat. Yeah. Even though he's not actually defeating it. But in terms of Spider-Man's view, he's defeating spoilers it. for the rest of the podcast. Mysterio's a fraud. <laughs> I mean, are we in spoiler territory? No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. OK, but you scared me for a second. I was no, like, no. wait, am I tripping right now to the audience and to. Peter Parker and everyone, it seems like Mysterio has defeated No, him. right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I guess what happens after that, I mean, they have the, um, the, well, MJ and Peter have their first sort of like bonding moment back at the hotel, but then you have the Flash moment, which I love too. Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Spider-Man could have stopped him. Sub dickwad. Yeah, exactly. That's a classic like Flash moment from, yeah. the, from the comics in my opinion. 100%. I yeah. really enjoy that the that they're in that shitty hotel and he's like when in rome do as the romans do when in venice your socks get wet <laughs> <laughs> like beautiful yeah. yeah this move is so good in this movie dude well, this is also where we get mysterio like the title of mysterio yeah absolutely yeah, when yeah, they yeah. when they sort of call it out first and then uh yeah there's a good callback that we, we got to talk about the mysterio thing later where jake gyllenhaal says it oh and, and then he winks at him yeah it's it's right. brilliant but where uh, they, but where do they go from Venice? But then, well, but then uh, Nick Fury, mm -hmm. of course, um, hijacks the vacation. He hijacks the vacation. Uh, Spider Man, Spider Man, and Mysterio the, meet. Yeah, the handshake, and he's like, "I'm yeah. from okay, yeah, I'm from Earth six, right?" One, and so the six. possibility of a multiverse is first introduced. This is something we can talk about now, or this is something we can talk about in the post credit sequence. It is such a fake marketing tactic that they would say that this was a thing because it's not for the rest of the movie. It's not a thing. So this but how do you is explain, how do you explain JK Simmons as J Jonah Jameson? If it's not a multiverse, <sighs> hello spoilers, bro. 
I mean, I feel like it in this movie. That's why I said, do you want to wait or do you want to talk? And you started talking. <laughs> Sorry, I continue, just, Lauren, my in bad. In this movie, it's not a multiverse because we, we figure out why later. But I think it might be a subtle Marvel way of being like, this could be a possibility. Like the possibility like of the, the multiverse. The that like this is something that people think and about see, and talk about. JK That's has, what I'm getting JK at. JK has a different haircut. His mustache is bigger. He's but not it's the same the fucking same. actor, dude. I it's don't know. like I don't it's know like if I getting like I think that's part of the multiverse, but it's like uh, yeah, I mean my 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 explanation of that is just that there's no one else to play the role. This is this is true, but it's also like getting Emma Stone to play like uh to play um Gwen Stacy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like that would be weird, also, you know what but I mean? But I mean just because his I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. Yeah, no. I just I it's it it raises questions. I think the idea, like you were saying, though, the idea is that it, it that it could possibly exist, that it's out like there in the a ethos. Thing, it's going to be to bring in the X Men in a few years. One hundred percent, you have to. I just think the fact that they marketed the multiverse so heavily for this movie, they did, and then yeah. and then everything that Mysterio said turned out to be a lie. Well, okay, just okay, believe that it's right, not true. So here's something we can talk about. So. Did you find, uh, Lauren, did you find the Mysterio reveal to be surprising or were you not surprised because it's fucking Mysterio? That he's a villain? Yeah. That, well, that he was going to turn on Peter and that he's a villain. Oh. We're all three X. Oh, shit. Lauren? We're all three <laughs> X-Men fans. We know that that's not, that he's not a good guy. Yeah, I, I knew he was a bad guy. Okay, going yeah, into yeah. It, so, so here's the thing is, is anyone who knows the character of Mysterio is going to realize that he's a bad guy. Like Marvel isn't fooling anybody with that. The funny thing is, is general audiences are probably going to be like really surprised and shocked by that. But it's like comic book fans are kind of like, you know, that's the way Mysterio operates. First trailer. He seems like a villain. It wasn't until the second character where they, we see them meet and he introduces them that it's like, Oh, they're painting him in a different light. now. Yeah, that's true. I just think, I just think people who aren't familiar with the comics and the characters, like say, if my mom went to see this movie, she would probably be shocked sure. that Mysterio's a bad guy. Sure. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's what I I'm getting it's a at. Possibility for sure. Yeah, that and I just, I just, I anymore, just find but. the distinction between that those two subsets of audience members really interesting. Look, so. even even with the knowledge that he's a bad guy, because he's fucking Mysterio, he's a bad guy. Of course, the fucking scene where he's having the drinks with Peter at the Prague bar. Oh my and god, then, that's amazing! And, and then, then and then Peter leaves the bar, yeah. and it all starts to yeah. dematerialize. And it he was all a hologram. Him, this is right after he gives him the Edith, Edith glasses. And, and this that. is what I'm telling you is the best Jake Gyllenhaal performance okay. of all time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Is this amazing? This, suit off me. this amazing speech about fuck Tony Stark. I was the dude that created Barf, and and he was shit on me, and fuck him. It's a pretty I'm the next great Iron monologue. Man. And then, but then, like, here's the thing: is like he's not the stereotypical. I mean, he is kind of egotistical because he wants to be the next Iron Man. But he goes around the room and he's like, "Cheers to you for doing this, and cheers to you for helping me with this, and cheers to you for helping me with this." He didn't do it alone. He did. Yeah. He didn't do it alone, and I just thought that was such a really good character moment. It is, but also servicing the story, explaining how they've right. done all it of a, these it was illusions. A very quick retcon no and I, I no and i think it's Which great i mean well, okay retcon or expansion it's a marvel cinematic universe sure. retcon Hang on, wait, it yeah. works wait, though wait, hold up hold up Whoa. hold up hold up hold up a retcon would be 
changing it would be we know who created barf and then they change it later well we thought tony All created barf doing yeah. is we adding thought, on we thought tony created barf but he didn't tony didn't say he created barf he just said there's new technology called barf that's true but we assumed it in in civil war you know what they say yeah. about assuming Oh my God, Joel. Okay. All right. Hey. Agree to disagree. Ties it all in. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but either way, that that uh, I really love the. What's really interesting is so they bring Peter Billingsley's character back, who's the bald yeah. guy from Stark yeah. Industries, and from he the was first Iron Man movie. Yeah. And they fighting show with the, Jebediah. Yeah, they show the built this from a box of scrap. Yeah. And. He See, that's why I'm saying it's not a retcon. The funny it's like part a, is, he is he is one of the producers on the first Iron Man movie. He's also the kid from A Christmas Story, you know, the yeah. little kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 uh, Peter Billingsley. Yeah. And what's amazing about this is that the editor, the same editor for Iron Man, also edited this. So oh, the nice. same, and it's just really funny because I thought that connection was there, and also like for instance the ACDC song cue, which is one for I me one Zeppelin. of one of the fuck yeah moments yeah. of like it's just really it it in a lot of ways i mean i know we kind of touched on this you feel tony stark's presence in the movie and i think that was certainly one of it you know yeah. where it's where you see you know uh peter start to sort of uh take up the mantle a little yeah. bit and i think that was really fascinating i mean opening night me. at least that was a big moment with the audience of like Absolutely. oh yeah okay here Absolutely. we go I, I i that's i love that music cue it's brilliant so the moment that we were just talking about with the glasses that he gives yes. to Sorry. Mysterio in the bar. Tangent. No, that's fine. I'm just trying to keep us on track. Yes. I'm always the one that goes on the tangent, so I'm trying to be a good boy this time. Mm. Um, Peter, not one of those good boys, though. Peter, <laughs> no, I would I am, one of I the, am, I am not, not one of the bad good boys. I am one not, of the good good boys. I think you're thinking of a good old boy. Oh, maybe that's I'm what I'm not is. a good old boy. There you go. Um, I like how you tried to bring us back from the tangent and then went on the Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> probably my fault. This is called the Tangent Cast. It's this pop, pop, do. pop culture podcast slash the Tangent Cast. Um, <laughs> so Peter gets these glasses from Tony called Edith, which is uh, even dead. I am the hero. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I which was is, his favorite acronym, as they say. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Peter thinks... So the note, so I'm sorry, the glasses come with a note saying like, um, uh, I trust you, the next Iron Man or whatever. And so Peter at the beginning thinks like, oh my God, I can't be the next Iron Man. How would I ever become the next Iron Man? Meets Mysterio. They have a fight, blah, blah, blah. Mysterio wins the fight. Peter's like, oh my God, you're my new dad. And then he's like, oh, I understand the note. You trust me to find the next Iron Man. Gives Mysterio the glasses like a fucking chump. Yeah. Which is problematic in terms of writing. Oh, I don't think it's problematic in terms of writing at all. I think it's problematic in terms of being a fucking child and fucking up. But I that's the point of the movie. I See, I think this is the moment where if you already know he's going to be a villain, I was just waiting for, okay, how are we going to When gonna is he going to be a bad guy? Uh, yeah. Right. Well, how are we so going to... Wasn't, I wasn't quite sure. And then Absolutely. as that was happening, I was like, no. So, no, no. So, I think, so I think one of the things in terms of that turn that this movie really does well is um, is updating Quentin Beck's like sort of origin story yeah, or like absolutely. what, cause he's always been a sort of like a special effects stuntman in the comics and yeah. he's always been sort of like the master of illusion. And I really like the idea of basically making him a fucking mocap actor. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Amazing. Like he's, he's I know that's it's what I'm saying. Like it's hilarious. essentially like he's a mocap actor and I love the way of like the way that they were able to update that. 
and make it feel relevant, which we can also talk about. Um, oh yeah, if thematically sure. in terms of like I think thematically that's one of the strongest elements, but they don't really do anything with it, which bugs me. But well, yeah, you see him as Mysterio for most of the movie, yeah, and then once you realize he's the bad guy, yeah, you kind of only ever see him in the mocap exactly, suit and with you the see clear fishbowl, and you see the they they set that up that transition moment where the suit's on him and then he walks yeah, off the right suit. exactly, yeah. and then from then on he's basically the mocap suit. Uh, I think from, from there. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess there's, there's before, oh shit. Like before you, okay. So we find out he's a bad guy before Peter knows he's the bad guy. They've got that big fight at the festival of lights when they fight like the magma monster. I wasn't super thrilled. I, I'm not a huge fan of that action sequence. Why not? I, I just, I don't think that brings anything new or different to the table. I'm, Overall, I think the visual storytelling in this movie is probably one of the weakest parts. Um, I think like the the like the, the I'll agree with that. The movie the movie's really good at creating like um, awkward comedic moments visually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and like really using like uh, like classic like medium two shots. You know what I mean? Holding that kind of stuff and letting it just play out in the scene. But then when it comes to the action, everything's a little bit more choppy than I would like. And in terms of shooting, it's it's not really anything different than we've seen before. And so that kind of was like, okay, it's cool, but it's not like, I'm not like, oh my God, like I wasn't blown away by any of it. But I think it's, Im- but I think it's important because it is when they supposedly defeat the last elemental monster. Yeah. And Mysterio becomes a hero. You know what I mean? Like he, oh my he god, dies. he almost dies, yeah. and he saves the entire fucking course, planet. Yeah. So it, he's trying to be the savior and all it that. Brings yeah. him to that god level mm-hmm. for them to him, for for then for him to become the bad guy. Yeah, I think that scene is important, even if it's not the best action scene of the movie. Well, I also on absolutely, a it's level, it's a crucial like, it's a crucial scene. Obviously, I just don't think visually, like John Watts is really good at like like let's put it this way. If I was watching the movie without sound, I could probably, for the most of it, couldn't visually tell what is going on. I mean, you can tell what's going on, obviously, but the story beats. It's hard to, you know, to really understand the story beats, in I my opinion. I get that, but also at the same time, uh, for me, I, I see it from a different perspective of the fact that, which when we find out later, we don't know it at the time, but they're creating these illusions. Yeah. So they're using their technology that is not necessarily like filmmaking like they're yeah. they're trying to create a distraction so you don't know that it's real so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. think from their standpoint it's probably messy on purpose yeah so that you don't see the fl- like that's true I see, yeah i see what you're saying like in terms of the filmmaking and like like the, in universe yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. i know i know what you're saying so no i mean i can see that i just don't think like i mean Spider-Man Homecoming had a really distinct visual style for me. Like it was super different from like anything that had come before in, in terms of straight up visual storytelling. And I just don't I mean, this is a it's it's a good movie. Like it's not it's not bad. I just don't think it does anything better or different than Spider-Man Homecoming right. did. Well, I, think, I think towards the end, which we can get into when we get to that part, yeah. but I, I think it changes and I think it's because the stuff that we're seeing with I the elementals with is is predetermined. So okay. it's this it's the sequence that they've already built that they're just pressing play on. Yeah. First later when Mysterio takes over off the cuff, 
it's a totally different style because he, he's yeah. controlling it in the moment. And yeah. it's, I think I personally would venture to guess that it was done on purpose. In yeah, that yeah, 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 I see I that. I think so as well. But like, okay, so you just said that we shared an issue and I think halfway through the movie, I tried to no, I, talk to I, yeah. you. Um, the first time we watched the movie, if all of these elementals are illusions, how are they creating real damage? The first time I saw it, I didn't catch it. Yeah. Tonight when we saw it, yeah. he said... Um, oh, yeah. He no. said illusions with real damage. Yeah, I know, but that's a character saying a line like... The, okay. No, but they do... The logic the of drones that just do doesn't have guns. make sense. Yeah, the drones do have guns. But the drones do have real weapons. Okay. Is, is we see saying. that later yeah. The first time I watched it, I didn't understand. I was like, if it's all fake, how is it really hurting people? But if the drones actually so they're do have saying guns, they're shooting people and pretending it was these elementals, basically. Yeah. Right, because he says, "Oh, but that's going to create more casualties," and he says, "More casualties, the bigger the threat. We need an well, Avengers level threat." Yeah, cetera, of course, of course. I just don't. Okay, so if if the damage, quote unquote, is is permanent, like what happens after? Like it's the logic doesn't. It's ne- no, okay. No, no. The it, logic, it, to, okay, the logic on. never is explained. Okay, so let me try to explain it for you. Yeah, real quick. of course. Um, there is no real threat for him to fight. Of course. So the so the holograms are the bad guys. Of course. The guns are killing real people. Okay. What about the damage? Right. What's doing the damage? The drone guns are killing people. I mean, to like he can't to, just go into the to city. the environment though. Like Tower Bridge I mean, is destroyed in the movie. Yeah, like the, how do the you drone guns? The real explosions. Spider Man's throwing them around, blowing shit up. Uh, what do you I don't quite 100% buy it, but that's okay. That? I don't have a problem with it. I just kind of like, eh. Okay, so here's the thing. He can't just go out with drones and start killing things, right? Because then he's the bad guy. Yeah. So the illusion of the bad guys is what's the explanation for these drones blowing shit up. Yeah, of course. Which I is what that. I didn't catch the first time. I was yeah. like, oh, if it's all fake. Like, I the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, if everything's an illusion, where's the real... Yeah, drama here. Second time I caught it, I was like, "Oh fuck, things are actually being destroyed." Yeah. So, the real explosions are happening when. Like, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Spider-Man throwing yeah, the drones I mean, around. And yeah, I guess that. I guess that makes sense. But it's just kind of like, never. It's never. It's you. The fact that you had to watch the movie twice to understand that, I think, says something. I about don't know. That. I didn't have to watch it twice. To I <laughs> was very drunk the first time I thought. I mean, also that. Yeah, but either way. Um. So what happens after that? I just well, I guess that was at the end, but I want to get to the Berlin scene because that is, I'm not sure where we the go. carnival sequence. No, no, no. The Berlin scene where, uh, oh, the the, the Doctor Strange Spider Man uh, Spider Man hops the train. Yeah. To get to Berlin, jumps off, meets Nick Fury mm-hmm. in his sweet Audi. Yeah. Gets in it, takes him to some shield, whatever the fuck. Safe house, safe mm-hmm. compound. Goes upstairs, starts talking about it. Turns out, oh shit, it's not Nick Fury. Nope. It's been mysterious the whole time with an illusion. Tricky <sighs> motherfucker. But this is one of the coolest sequences I think a Spider-Man film has ever had. It comes straight out of the comic books. Mysterio, I would not even try to venture to guess the issue number because I have a terrible memory, but there is a specific fight scene where Mysterio sends Spider-Man to like a carnival. Yeah. And Spider-Man thinks he's been shrunk and he's like, 
fighting a giant Mysterio, which happens yeah. in this Berlin scene where there's mm-hmm. a big fist that comes and punches him out. Oh, yeah, of course. It's a whole illusion fight scene. It's very reminiscent of Doctor Strange for me. Spider-Man has no idea what's happening. He's in all these different scenarios. And in the and in the comic book, he finds he like realizes that this is a fake fight scene because he's not in a tiny town. He's fighting a real Mysterio who's pretending to be a giant Mysterio. Yeah, of course. And so in this Berlin scene, I just think it's the first time we've seen Mysterio do his illusions with the monsters, the elementals. He's done his thing. This is the first time I think we really see comic Mysterio use his abilities to fight Spider-Man where Spider-Man thinks he's in a different world and he has no idea what's happening. And Mysterio really has the upper hand. Yeah. And in the end he pushes him far enough back to get hit by a train. It's fucked up by a train. How do you, I mean the Berlin scene to me is one of the best scenes of the movie. Yeah. How do you it's, it's, it's a highlight for me. I think it's easily the, the, uh, I, would, I don't know if you'd classify that as an action sequence, but for me, that was I, the most yeah, memorable no, action. Sequence. An action I sequence. would say, I would say that along with the spider sense, the spider tingle scene, we'll get there. We'll get there. Were spider the two tingle. most memorable things, but I think that was, was easily like, probably visually the most memorable thing the movie does but oh, the yeah. problem i have with it is it also reminds me of doctor strange and it's kind of like doing that very same thing but just in a little bit weirder like it's it's just a, it's it much cleaner. weirder how is that um, how is that doctor strange well it reminds me of the doctor strange the uh ast- when he goes on the astral plane and he sees all the weird shit and it's like that like trippy sequence and you know uh right, like but everything zooming he, in but everything and all that stuff doctor strange is real oh cool. he's well seeing it all it's happening yeah, totally. In this movie, I just I'm just thinking I'm just saying visually the context is different obviously. I'm saying visually it felt very very gotcha. similar to that. Very kind of world bendy. Exactly. Yeah. Mind bendy type of sequence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get what you're saying with yeah. that. I just for me it was cleaner than Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah. Um I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that yeah, at all. Yeah, and and much more pointed in particular. Yeah, and I think I yeah. and I'm I'm going to hammer this point home. I think it's the first time you really see Mysterio use his powers um, aggressively and maliciously. Yeah. Right? He uses all of yeah. these drones to create these elementals to make him a hero. This is the first time we see him, like, attack somebody for a for a kill. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the emotion, emotion behind it. Like I said before, these elementals are, are pre-planned, pre-programmed sequences. Whereas yeah. this, it's, it's off the cuff. So we can see really how he can control this technology. Yeah, like in real time. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I really do feel like it's it's heavily influenced by his emotions and yeah. his aggression and his anger. Yeah. And a lot. A lot of black yeah. backdrop with green smoke. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of details in the background. Maybe some lockers here or there. No, but that's stairs. straight yeah. up Mysterio, dude. That's like, what I'm exactly. saying. Yeah. I mean, this is straight out of the comic book. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And it's, and dude. it's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. And it was so good. Yep. And even, bro, even in that scene, I'm sorry, before he gets hit by the train, even in that scene, uh, Mysterio pretends to be killed by Nick Fury. Yeah. And the illusion fades away. And Nick Fury comes up and he's like, who did you tell about this? And Spider-Man's like, uh, uh, my classmates. And then fucking, it was another fucking illusion, yeah. which honestly even got me in the theater. Yeah, no, that, that's what was, that was what That's was some Rick and Morty it, shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's some Inception shit. I was going to say Inception, yeah. <laughs> Fakes his own death within the illusion to then get Peter to admit <sighs> who he told. And then Jake Gyllenhaal was like, well, now I'm going to kill your fucking friends, bro. 
die bitch yeah it's one of those things where you process it as he's asking that question and then you're like no don't tell him it's so good (laughs) and then yeah we get to the london scene i guess he and then we get the new suit he direct he he as in mysterio redirects all of the friends with edith to london Mm -hmm. to create his last master plan yeah he's gonna the netherlands because of that train the netherlands i love it and he goes and gets picked up at a poppy field i guess it would be Tulips. Kind of it was a tulip tulips. field. That's mm-hmm. what it was. That's what it was. By Happy. The fuck are you doing? Your beer's over there on the couch. Sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just like Joel. Let me have some of your beer. Um. But getting the and so uh, before we jump to London, just the scene on the plane for me is where so much of the emotion and growth for Peter. Comes. Oh, it's pretty emotional. Yeah. You know, we see yeah. we see him really holding that weight of like shit. I'm in another like world scale, international scale battle and now i'm on my own yeah well he's trying he's trying to talk to happy about why he can't right be the next iron man and happy's like bro you're just not yeah Yeah. that doesn't mean that be the spider-man right and him like you said with the the music cue and and starting to make the new suit absolutely and And i love the way i don't know if you noticed but when he does a hologram and he and he flips it over the same way tony does with like the gauntlet when he first trying it it's just the way that echoes (laughs) the way that echoes iron man just like really resonated well for me along with that music cue. yeah (laughs) i missed it joel's instagramming right now i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) joel's doing stuff but uh but yeah I think that I think that works really well. I, I you know I would say that this movie does a really good job of justifying the amount of suits that it has in it. Yeah. Because I okay, I think the I think the new suit is maybe my favorite out of oh, out yeah. of all oh, the Spider-Man suits so the far. The black and red one? I really like it with the webbing Absolutely. dude and yeah. like all that shit. It's just it's the black and red just works so well together, and it's not classic, but it's just so fucking. It just looks so good. Yeah, uh, I, it's more Miles colors. Yeah, but that's true. But oh, I, yeah, I yeah. really like it, though. Is what I'm saying. Um, and I just think it's really interesting that they were able to to fit like so many different looks for the character in this movie. Yeah, Especially and it was cool with that seeing final. the you know the swipe through as he's building and the possibilities yeah. of all the other suits we could get in the future, and mm-hmm. I, it could be a game tie-in too. Uh, there was a game reference in there with the selfie we'll get there yeah (laughs) that's in the post credit scene look i under look i have already said that i didn't want this to be an iron man jerk off film oh yeah you were worried about that i was but i also need to say that look logically the iron spider suit is the best spider suit (laughs) why wouldn't you use the iron spider suit i don't want this to be a tony stark jerk off movie but the Iron Spider suit is the best spider suit. Why wouldn't you just use that for everything? And this is not just for this movie. Any, any. I think the movie justifies why he doesn't use that suit. How? Because it's recharging in that little thing in his room. It shows it like yeah, regenerating it in, in it. I it would make sense that that suit would need I to fucking recharge. I don't think he was recharging it. I think it was just where he holds it. And he was thinking like, oh, I'm not going to take either of these. Okay. Right, I could, still, I could but it's that. still in New York then. Yeah. When he opens up the fucking pod to make the new suit, the yeah. first suit on the fucking little screen is the Iron yeah, Spider suit. Why make, I feel like though why make an Iron Spider suit when you have one already, though? But why also he knows different? the battle he's getting into, so he customizes it for this battle. You notice he adds the, the electric web shooters to take down Yo. the drones the eventually. You're yeah. telling me that those fucking spider legs can't help against all the drones you're fighting around no you? but the but the but the he needed the electric webs which i guess he had with the homecoming suit but he had it with the homecoming suit he uses it at the gas station yeah but that's not the iron spider suit 
He can add that to the Iron Spider <laughs> suit. You he never know. He, he may have, have added the legs, and we just didn't see them yet. Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. All I'm saying <laughs> is, I'm <laughs> I don't think that's true. I'm torn. I'm torn between not wanting this to be a Tony Stark jerkoff movie, and also just thinking, why wouldn't you always use the Iron Spider suit forever? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, so you got to switch it up. I mean, I don't know. I also think it's still, in a way, an Iron Spider it's also suit. It's, it's also flashy. I'm thinking practical, flashy. like, I want to take my mask on and off every time, or just like Iron Spider suit, where you just think, and then it's off. That kind of bugs me that Marvel keeps doing that, by the way. They keep doing the dis- the apparating yeah. head it's mask. It's the nanotech shit. I love it. It's yeah, great. but why the fuck does Mysterio's fishbowl apparate like that? Like, that makes no sense. Because it's because fake. Because it's fake. I know, it's but not real. still, like, okay... Fucking, you could do that. They they do that with so many characters, and it just bugs me. Only the people that have the the uh, the nanotech. <sighs> it's just <laughs> it's. I miss the old days when they pulled real masks off their faces. Okay, nobody does that anymore. Spider Man does that at least three times in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> mm, does he? One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. I guess he has the real mask when he's wearing the self, uh, self he, suit. Yeah, exactly. Does it when he walks I didn't in think about that. to meet? Nick Fury for the first time. Nick Fury's like, you don't need that, so he takes it off. He does it when he meets MJ on the bridge. Yeah. And he does it yeah. Uh, yeah, right. at least one more time when he oh when he meets uh when he's talking to Happy and Aunt May and he gets and he webs the mask up to him and then he p- puts it on his head. Yeah. He does that a lot in this movie. That's true. I understand it. I, I understand. Just wish, I just wish okay, so here's here's one of my like technical gripes with the movie. It feels like every suit in this movie is CG. Like the only one that actually feels that actually feels practical, practical and tactile is the stealth suit. Like when I, you see my my least favorite suit in the whole movie. I kind of like it. I don't hate it, but I the just only reason I hate it is the logic behind this suit. Is he's like, I don't want to look like Spider Man, and then they give him fucking giant spider eyes, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. Okay, so you're in all away. black, so you're not Spider-Man, yeah. but your eyeballs you are the exact fucking shit. same. Yeah, I just, I just kind of miss like the, like the sort of tactileness. You know what I mean? Of like a real suit, and I feel like I you can, it. it's pretty obvious in this movie that like they didn't. If they did build a real suit, they definitely replaced it with CG suits. Like, because almost yeah. the whole movie is well, like I mean, CG from suits. From set photos, he and definitely had real suits. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of, of and they build a lot of it to scan and stuff like that yeah. too. But like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but at the neckline, a lot of the neckline work effects wise, like where they meld the suit, like where the sort of like mocap ends and the actor's head is, it just kind of feels a little floaty, heady to me. <laughs> Him jumping, but they around? do that a lot in CGI. All, all Marvel movies are like that. No, one hundred percent. A lot of him on the ground talking to people, real suit. Yeah. A lot of him oh, jumping yeah. around, flying around, fake suit. Of course. I get it. But it's it just that there's, there's just a lot of CG suits. Not that I don't hate the movie for that. I just wish they would be more practical with it. I get it. Okay. So, they get to London. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mysterio's been concocting a grand finale of all fake scenarios. He says, double the carnage, double the everything. And the bald dude is like, yeah, man, let's do it. And the bald dude. Yeah, the bald dude. You know, the dude who's with Jebediah or whatever. Jebediah. Yeah. So they make the biggest, craziest, supposed to have been a combination of all of all of the elementals. Mm-hmm. Wind, fire, water, lightning, whatever. Yeah, you like know what I mean? super, it's yeah. like a Power Ranger, like they say in the movie. It's like a... Or Voltron. Voltron. It really is Power <laughs> Rangers, though. No. I mean, it's the It's bus. like a Zord. And so 
Mysterio, with the knowledge of who knows who Spider-Man is, is out. He's set to kill MJ, Mm -hmm. Ned, Betty, Mm -hmm. and... uh, And uh, Happy, yeah? No, no, no. Flash? No, no, no. You know, the really important one. Brad? No, with the one eyeball. Fury. Yeah, Nick Fury. Oh, oh. yeah, because those, cause those are all the people that... I was waiting uh, for you to get I thought there. you were talking those, about the people on the bus. No, I know, no, no, so no. was I. I was thinking of a classmates, not like the... Just who he's out to those kill. Those are the people that know who Beck is at that point. Or know his secret. Right. Or know people's Well, secret. no, yeah, no. I think it's I think it's more about who they, who they know knows who Spider-Man is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. Also that they know that Mysterio is fake. Yeah. I right. think that's because, more of it because is they, they know about the drones exactly. and the illusions. But it's a little bit of both. True that. So, But they're worried about the, the piece of the drone. It's missing. True. You mean the the, the, the ex-Stark people, like the Mysterio mm-hmm. guys? Yeah. I guess we did totally skip over the part where MJ is like, you're Spider-Man. And he's like, what? No, I'm not. And she's that like, yes, you are. And then they were like, okay, it's cool. That happens on the bridge, doesn't it? No, it happens before that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's that where they discover the drone piece. That's that where they, they go on their the walk. Piece. Yeah, you're right. To me, not a very important thing. I think we've known that she's known that he's Spider-Man for a very, very long time. Yeah, she kind of makes it obvious. She yeah. telegraphs yeah. it in this movie. Again, though, phenomenal chemistry between the two. Right. Who could have thought? Because like, the, the first movie, you would have never guessed that she would be like the, the true sort of romantic lead. Yeah. Look how yeah. she's blossomed. No, true. She did very, very fucking yeah. good this movie. Okay. Giant wind fire water monster attacking the London Bridge. I'm sorry. Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge. Tower Thank Bridge. you very much. I, I love how they had that joke I, in it. I, I corrected myself instantly. <laughs> Tower Bridge. And uh, it's Nick Fury leading with Maria Hill and Quentin Beck. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Fury seems a little suspicious from the beginning. Oh yeah, he was a little skeptical. Little he's skeptical. got Maria Hill going up to the see, uh, to the rooftop. Well, that's after Happy calls him with yeah. the with yeah, the, of course. With the the coded but message. Quote unquote like coded message. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> this is where I think, aside from Berlin, I think this is some of the best Spidey action that we've ever gotten. Yeah, really? Again, you think so? This is why Homecoming to me. I like Homecoming, but this is why this movie is. Okay, see, I think I think some of the action like really kind of fell flat for me personally. Like I wasn't, I it's 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 fine, but it's like I've I've like nothing for me compares to the fucking the train sequence from Spider Man Two. Like the, this this movie doesn't fucking the the final action sequence in London doesn't hold a candle to the train sequence, and I think it holds a a few a few candles. Oh, but it's not it's not as epic or amazing or as impactful or as emotional as that sequence is. And that's that's see, that's where it really falls short for me. Like, for instance, I, I you like really want to get into Tobey Maguire's like diarrhea face. As he's no, holding the fucking but I mean, it's it's a pretty emotional scene and it's a pretty powerful scene. You know what I mean? For the time it was made. No, it's I mean, great. I feel like this one was, too, when he almost gets fucking shot in the head. That's true. That's true. Look, I just, I just think, think it didn't land as heavily for me. You know what I mean? After Homecoming, everybody was like, "Does he even have Spider Sense?" You know of course I mean? he does. Everyone, they just they just hadn't visualized everyone it. Everyone was complaining yeah. about it, and I think I think the Spider Sense sequence is awesome. I just think it's all the stuff with him swinging around the drones, defeating all the drones, is kind of like. But all cool, of that, but, but all of that is like showing the Spider Sense. He doesn't really get hit by anything because he's dot. He's able to dodge everything, 
and they don't really bring up spider sense until they sh- visualize it in that sequence, I think yeah. that is all spider sense we're watching it happen Right. Where he's like swinging around the bridge, not where he's yeah. in the thing. Well, no drone is really back, right? Yeah, it's you're, cool you're that he goes into the illusion, so we see it from the inside. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah, it's not gonna be quite as epic because we're just we're seeing him like wrap up the drones and stuff. So Yeah, totally, totally. But yes. I think it works for the story. I just the Peter you know, Tingle just scene. He the Peter Tingle scene is the Which best. I fucking hate the name, but <laughs> he's in the he's he's inside the he's finally in, in the bridge. With Mysterio, and he, uh, why does he have to use his spiders? Oh, because he knows it's an illusion. Yeah, because yeah, right. he's seeing through the illusion. Mysterio yeah. brings another illusion yeah, in. Yeah, to, to look past the thing. Where, actually, pretty smart on Mysterio's side, where there's no, like, shenanigans happening. He just puts him in, like, a black room. And he's like, ha-ha, you can't see, motherfucker. And Spider-Man goes, I have the spider sense. And he straight up marches down that hallway, destroys every single drone, mm-hmm. gets Mysterio, quote, shot, and then yeah. the fight is over. But that but is... It isn't. Ah, but I'm telling you, that to me is one of the coolest scenes. It is. Is seeing the spider sense. Yeah. It's all I black would say and that's he only is able to hit Berlin everything. sequence, in my opinion. Yeah. 100%. Visually speaking, yeah. Yeah. But uh, but that's not the end of it. No, of course Mysterio's not. It's an illusion within an illusion. Oh, shit. I really enjoy them having that conversation and Peter just puts his hand out, grabs what is essentially air, mm-hmm. and then it's... Literally, and this is some dark shit. This was Mysterio literally trying to shoot Peter Parker in the head with a gun. It's fucked up because that gun comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like, you if I'm not, not mistaken, you hear the sound first before you see that yeah. he's grabbed. That would surprise the hand. Me, but I didn't recognize yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, you didn't even. We didn't even notice the hand until you like we saw it the second time. T- it was like so, I thought that the first time. Today you see him put his hand out, and he grabs out. He nothing breaks frame. Mm. Yeah. He grabs nothing, and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" And then the Mysterio on the ground, who's been quote shot by the drones, dematerializes, yeah. and he's holding Quentin Beck's arm up in the air, and he's like, "I don't fall for your bullshit anymore." Yeah, but then right, but the gunshots already happened. It happens at the exact same time. Cool. Yeah. Okay. But the sound is there, is what you're trying. Yeah. To yes. yeah before yes. we get the reveal. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. One hundred percent. Yep. And then the only issue I do have with the movie is that the fake Mysterio that dematerializes has gotten shot with the drone, right? He falls on the ground. They have the conversation. He stops the real Mysterio from shooting him. So the injured Mysterio dematerializes, right? Mm -hmm. Then after Peter stops him from shooting him, they have their conversation about, you're a bad guy, fuck you. Then he just lies on the ground like, I'm dying and then he like dies and you're like but like what did what did he die from okay so this is something we talked about but can we all just agree that like quentin beck is not dead oh he's not dead this movie not at all like is that the way interpreted it lauren because i totally was like he it's just another it's just a way for him to escape the situation you know what i mean regroup whatever yeah i don't know i'd have to rewatch it because i didn't when we saw it it didn't process to me that like nothing happened he was just laying on the ground dying yeah but um so walking out seeing it the other night i well i thought it, it it 
it's very possible it's still an illusion. Yeah. Uh, but I thought if he is dead, someone else from the company will at least take over the mantle of Mysterio right. because okay. they downloaded it all onto yeah, yeah, the yeah. hard drive. Yeah. Totally, absolutely. So I, I th- it felt I open-ended I to me. I thought that was absolutely, and I think that was so really interesting. if they can get Jake's contract renewed, they'll bring him back if not someone else absolutely. can do it. Right. 100%, and I think that's an important point to, to the, the way that they leave that, that little uh, yeah. Yeah. thumb drive or whatever, the way that leaves well, it I open-ended. Think is, yeah. is, is, I think is, that is thumb perfect. drive was specifically for that mid-credits scene. So, so we'll get to that. It's yes. so they could create that sound. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But so just a quick breakdown since we just saw it today. Yeah. Literally what happens is Peter is doing his spider sense, destroys most of the drones. Mysterio says, why aren't these other drones firing? Yeah. Edith says, you're in the fire right. spot. He says, I don't he says, care. And he fire says, anyway. fire them all. Yeah. He gets shot, lays down on the ground. Peter comes up, starts talking to him. Gunshot happens. Peter stops the real Mysterio. That Mysterio that got shot. Keep going. Lays down on the ground. He's like, oh, I'm dying. Right? Mm -hmm. Peter stops the real Mysterio. That Mm -hmm. Mysterio dematerializes. Then he's dealing with the real Mysterio. Yeah. And he's like, I don't fall for your lies anymore. Yeah. Takes the gun away. With the gun, yeah. He just, for some reason, drops to the floor. And he's like, I'm dying. And then just is like. But like, we but don't ever why? seen we don't ever see his body get taken away. That's all we see. So that's what makes me assume that question, it's though. a weird why thing. Is, but why is Spider Man assuming that he's dead? What happened to him? Well, I'm wondering if Edith is saying he's in the firing zone because the real one is the firing in the firing zone. Because at the time we see him, he's standing mm. in the drones that are facing away from him, which would mean which would be facing which where him, yeah. the real one is at the end for the time of the gunshot. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened. But the one but that I, I I'm saying that's a possible. The one that gets role. shot crawls over to the wall and has a conversation with Peter. That's why I'm like, there's nothing that happens to the real Mysterio that we see. But he's on that side of the room, if like from the perspective of when we see him again, but which means he's away from the drones on Peter's side, so he's in the firing range. But we no no no. So what happens in the movie is Peter's got the 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 he has like a shield. Of the drone and it ricochets and it hits him. Yeah, what I'm saying is we watch him. Fake one though, it hits the fake one with the shield. That's what I'm saying. So we watch. What I'm saying is the real one is off camera where the drones are pointing, hidden from Spider-Man's sight, where on the side that Spider-Man is on. I see what you're saying now. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't. It's not explained. It's <laughs> possible that's not true. I'm just saying but as an make, audience perspective, thinking of their logic of her of Edith right. saying you're in the firing zone. Yeah. Could not be the illusion that we're seeing that she's talking about. She right. could be talking closer. about the real yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what totally, you're saying. Totally. But to make people have to talk about it for an hour and 56 minutes for them to then realize that I is understand. like I'm bullshit. just <laughs> playing dev- devil's advocate and huh? also I see it a different way when you say it like that. There's nothing wrong with that. How how unsuperhero is it for Peter to be like, ah, oh, you seem dead. I'm gonna leave before anybody comes to clean this body up. Yeah, yeah. It's a little. Um, how is Nick Fury like? Where are you going? It's it's sort of like, did you really learn your lesson, bro? Yeah. Exactly. Well, we know why Nick Fury isn't like where you're going. Okay, true. At the end. Let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this. Do you guys think Peter Parker is a different person at the end of the movie than when he started it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. How so? More mature. He's seen more death. He's learned. He's, like he's he himself has almost died. Okay. He's had 
more responsibility. Yeah, like he's been thrust. Okay, I can see that. I understand that he also almost died against the Vulture, but like he really, I think he really went through more in this movie than he did in the last one. Really? Okay, see, I think I disagree with that. I think I disagree with that only because you have the sequences like where he's trapped under the rubble in Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, but I that's, think that's an the amazing only one. emotional sequence. Like, that's like that's true character growth right there. You know what I mean? In this movie, I feel like Peter is certainly learns a valuable lesson from like what happened from the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at the end, I don't really see certain character growth like from him. See, I, like, I, he's still a disagreeing the exact opposite flip. Okay. I think in Homecoming, that scene is, um, like, he, I, like, I think there's more growth in this movie, and that scene was more of like a character, like, like a, uh, that's a defining character moment, but, yeah, but, like, nothing else really comes of that moment, really. Like, well, I mean, I would say the whole rest of the third act, but that's just my opinion. See, but think that see that 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 scene for me like really affected me in a way that I didn't expect. But this, I guess, this movie didn't really have that truly like for me the aha moment. You know what I mean? Mm. Even with even I like the, Jake Gyllenhaal's like Mysterio shit. The Berlin moment moment is cool, but it's like, oh, that was cool. That's not like a, oh, my God, this story is fucking amazing But moment. I think he learns to become – so in the first one, like you're saying, when he has that character growth moment, I think that's just storytelling, not really becoming Spider-Man. But I guess what I'm saying, it's an, in this it's movie, an, I think it's an important learns, turning point for, for that movie. Right, but in the Berlin scene and even in the Tower Bridge scene at the end, he becomes more Spider-Man. He learns more about using the Spider-Man powers like that he has. Like great power with, with great sense. power comes no, great responsibility. Yeah. Not, not even that. Just that like he hasn't really used Spider-Sense. Yeah. He just he becomes more I think Spider-Man. Okay. Than just being able to like lift heavy objects. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like he Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's interesting. I don't necessarily 100% He's agree He's growing with that, as a superhero. I can see where you're coming from. Right. I feel like the first movie, it's it's growth as far as like strength and powers in that exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas this one, I feel like it's more of personal growth. Yeah. In the sense of, like I said, with the happy scene on the plane. Yeah. yeah you okay. know, coming to I terms can, with all that. I can, and I can the psychological that. damage that Mysterio I has to be doing to him. And especially after the, the MJ snap, too. Stuff like, after dealing with yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I think see that. I can see that. Overcoming I think that, that and being able to access... The the Peter Tingle Spider <laughs> Sense. It um. never gets old, man. <laughs> yeah. I love the first time we saw Joel. You're just like, no, no, and now we're just like, whatever. It's I mean, I'm great. still I'm audibly st- in the theater. I'm not into it. No, right? Like, audibly, he's just like, oh god, don't <laughs> call it that. Um, again, I think using superhuman strength doesn't make you Spider Man. No, we but see I his agility and his tactileness. I think it's more I don't think in it's this the one. superhuman strength. I think it's like the overcoming your flaws or overcoming your weak. Like, but how, but he gets out of it with superhuman strength. Totally, and it's not about that. And it's many superheroes lesson, have superhuman about a strength. lesson he learned from that, and I think you know, like I said, he he learns a, a valuable lesson. But I don't think the movie really showcases a certain amount of character growth, in my opinion. Like. Mm. I don't uh, he's different at the end of the movie than he is at the beginning, but he's not a completely like altered or changed person. Let's put it this way. I think that the revelation at the end of the post credit scene 
where he's revealed, where they we'll reveal, get we'll get there. His uh, whatever happens is more affecting, impactful than anything that happened, anything else that happened in the movie for me. I just for some, I just, I just don't think I agree with that. That's yeah. fine. I think it. I still think the movie's very good. Builds throughout the movie. Yeah. It's not necessarily a pointed, like arc moment of oh, this is the big moment where he changes it. Yeah. You see moments throughout where he's learning and he's growing and he's totally. adapting. Totally. And I think I think with the MJ stuff is like really like where yeah. that shows itself well. But in terms of like the the plot villain sort of structure, I just it's, it, it didn't quite work for me. Again, I will say I think the movie really works well. I just don't think it works as well as like Homecoming or, mm. you know, even Spider-Man. I, just, I think it comes down to the fact that it's a psychological villain more than anything. Absolutely. And I think it comes down to personal preference, too, because yeah. fucking um, I think Mysterio is good, but it's just really not like as, as affecting as a performance for me. Oh, man. Then it's affecting, but it's like I there's some like as like, OK, the sequence when when Vultures like learns Spider-Man's identity in, in Homecoming, like that sequence is great fucking filmmaking. I great acting, great fucking visual storytelling, great everything all around. And I don't disagree with you. For me, it's it's there's really no scene in that in this that movie shit that blew that, my mind when I saw it. That is as mind blowing as something like that. And that's kind of what I I'm judging it off think of, Berlin I mean? is better than that scene. Really? I think wow. Berlin blows that out of the water. You see, okay, Homecoming doesn't. This is ha- this is a matter of taste, I think, yeah. at this point. I think Homecoming doesn't a have a lot of other Spider-Man abilities other than like web slinging and like agility. Totally, Berlin is everything that makes Spider-Man. It's agility. Oh, yeah. It's strength. It's spider sense. It's yeah. One. It's three sixty Spider-Man. Yeah. Where Homecoming may be two forty Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's not the entire Spider-Man spectrum. Yeah, for me, Homecoming that. had that jaw-dropping moment where, for I don't know about you guys, but for me, when we revealed that like Vulture was her dad, oh, it was crazy, and everything, well, yeah, my jaw literally dropped. Well, no, but literally, the like rest the, of the film the wasn't as tense for me as this one was. Oh, absolutely, and I I can agree with that. I think there's a little bit more intrigue and a little bit more tension happening because you have the struggle of like. In in Homecoming, he's he's really wanting to be like he wants to be Spider Man, like he wants to, and and I really appreciated the fact that this movie is like no, I don't like I just want to be a normal high school kid, and he's sort of like thrust into that position, and and yeah. that's something I definitely appreciated, mm-hmm. um, which I think does better. Uh, this film does better than like uh, than Homecoming. All right, so he defeats Mysterio used uh, his spidey sense, the Peter Tingle, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Defeats it, smooches on MJ real hard. They -hmm. fall in love, whatever, I love you, I love you too, blah, blah, blah. They get home to New York. Um, What happens after that? Well, I mean, I guess the, the ending, the actual ending of the film is when we get back to New York, MJ finally decides to go on a swing with with Peter. Yep. Yay. Now that she knows his identity, of course. They have a date. He's yeah. a little late. And she's like, don't text and swing, which I thought was adorable. Yeah. Um, and of course, he's texting and swinging and then he's he taking is. the <laughs> selfie. Uh, which is a great PS4 yeah. Spider-Man yep, exactly. callback. I yep. loved it. I loved it because that's one of the best games of all time. Credits roll, blah, blah, blah. And mid, then the bombshell mid, fucking moment happens. Mid credit sequence is the end of that shit date. Shit goes 
diggity down. <laughs> the end of the swing date. She's like, I don't the ever want to do that I again. Love that. It's a swing date. I never want to do that again. He's <laughs> like, all right, I guess I should go do Spidey shit. That's too good. So he jumps, and I think this is also a pretty good PS4 Spidey. He just jumps straight up and lands on the telephone post, which you yeah you do that a which lot. You, yep. In yeah. the game. Yep. And then the news comes on, and it's a uh, a news anchor just says, "Oh, we've got some from the Daily Bugle, right?" No, no, no. Before no? that, it's it's, oh, it's right, just right, a right, dude yeah, on yeah. the news yeah. saying, "On the news, oh, we've got some epic, sh- uh, some like some 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 breaking shit from London um, about Spider Man." And then he says, uh, "We've got J. Jonah Jameson from the Daily, or no, he says from from the Daily Bugle dot net, we have live J. Jonah Jameson." And they cut to none other than J.K. Simmons Mm-mm-mm. reprising, and we bald J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I have tried to avoid talking about this for the entire podcast. So yeah. now we're finally here. We're finally here. J.K. Simmons. Touched on it, but now we dig in. I'll I'll dig into J.K. Simmons anytime. <laughs> so, do you guys think that 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 his inclusion like doesn't? raise questions for the multiverse at all because like that's all i can think about is like all right now we have some shared universe shit going on i don't think so okay i don't either i think right. it's just i just think that it's it's just fan like he's the only person who could play jay jonah it's the way like just yeah. it's just a nod to the fans it's and that's indelible. why they made him look different that's yeah. why he's on a website not yeah. at the newspaper yeah i think they were just i think they wanted to to do something cool for that makes us. sense yep because people have been asking for it for so I long. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think it has anything to do with the multiverse whatsoever. I Ever feel since like Amazing Spider-Man 2, they've yeah. been asking for it. I feel so. like if you if you go that route and, and this is opening the multiverse, then you have to go back to Chris Evans as uh, the, the Human Torch, Torch and shit like that. Brand, like That's true. Michael know, B. Jordan is the Human have, Torch. Yeah. We have all these Marvel actors who did the, the Fox versions of things and yeah. stuff. And so I, I don't... I don't think this is their route for the multiverse. Like I said, I feel like if we get the multiverse ever, it will be, uh, it will be to bring in things like X Men and stuff like that. Absolutely. So like now that we have those properties back, finally. Oh man, the possibilities are endless. They are indeed. So they're not gonna. Sorry, I'm. They're not gonna recast Deadpool. No, no. I think that's the one X verse person who's coming. Alternate universe. I don't know. I would love to see an X-Men, or, well, uh, a Deadpool Spider-Man movie. And an X-Men Spider-Man movie. I'd like to see both. Deadpool yeah. and Spider-Man do And then uh, we can do Avengers vs. X-Men. Boom. Done. Trilogy. Fucking. Set in stone, motherfuckers. What is this? Are we in 2060 right now? Because that's never going to fucking happen. You never know. Everyone said oh, Avengers would never happen. Yeah. Tell me when they do Cyclops correctly, and then we'll start talking about AVX. We'll mm. reference this in five years from now. When Marvel finally takes over. We'll, we'll reference this in five years from now when you have a Suicide Squad 2 tattoo. Uh, I hate you so much. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> you know I, yes, I know that. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing it up, dude. J. Jonah Jameson goes on his classic rant about how Spider-Man is the bad guy and Quentin Beck Mysterio is, he says, the greatest superhero of all of time. Of course he's the greatest superhero of all time. And then he shows a video... Of Quentin Beck, Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio saying, Spider-Man is the bad guy. And Spider-Man's real name is Peter Parker. Yeah. And 
Peter the Black. Pe- well, Peter. His eyes go I, wide. I didn't catch this the first time. I caught it tonight. Peter puts his hands on his head and he says, what the f-? And then it cuts out. He was yeah. about to say, what the fuck? Yeah. I didn't catch that the first time. This has excellent. huge ramifications for the next, well, not even for the next Spider-Man movie. For the next movie. <laughs> this has huge ramifications in the MCU. Absolutely. Lauren, what are your thoughts? I I mean, it was that is probably the, m- <laughs> the most roller coaster of a mid-credits, post-credits, it's wild, anything. Right? Because we we went from, I know, I, I couldn't see you, t- Taylor, but I know Joel and I both, like, jumped a foot out of our seat when oh fucking yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. And everybody, like, everybody cheered. Everybody cheered. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I've clapped that hard in my entire life. No, literally, it was, like, and you couldn't hear what J.K. Simmons was saying in, in the scene because people were just cheering. Yeah. The movie could have been bad, and J.K. Simmons could have come on the screen, and I would have come out being like, that was the best movie I've ever yeah. seen. So ima- then, imagine if this was Amazing Spider-Man 2, and that was the post-credits scene. You'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to think about that because it didn't happen. <laughs> but so we go from that excitement and we're all sitting on the edge of the seat of what is what is he going to say? Yeah. And then we show that. And oh, my God, I literally like I had my hand still clasped from clapping. And I yeah. literally when he said started to say Spider-Man's a bad guy and Spider-Man is. I literally like punched and my fist into my hand though. and I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. They yeah. tease it because it cuts out. It cuts no, out but I knew it was coming. In. I knew yeah, he was yeah, going to say course. it. And I was like, motherfucker. I was yep. so, oh, I was so mad. It was, it, it changes the very fabric of the character. Yeah. In my opinion, like it could be super. It's it's super refreshing that they did that, but it's also like it could be super problematic. How yeah. do you like? Do how do you contend with that in spite in the next movie? You know. Yeah. What I mean? How do you That's do an I entire third movie where he's a bad right. guy? Be, well, okay. So at the very beginning of this podcast, Joel, you said like the the whole dichotomy of Spider Man is the Peter Parker Spider Man hidden identity relationship. That's what I. So that's what I was trying to get at. Absolutely, <laughs> and so it's going to be really interesting. I trust mm-hmm. Marvel because they've done a really yeah. good job. I just think it has the potential to be really problematic. Although I can't make a judgment on that, even after. Well, seen and it twice. it's interesting too that the unmasking comes now because you know in comics we know it, it was comes in Civil in War. Civil War, yeah. and this well, is course. so far in the MCU. But so in far Civil War, Civil he War, took it off as a, a good guy. Right. Yeah. But so so it's interesting to see but how they this also reverse they also reverse that too because it, you can only do that for so long without losing the essence of like yeah. what Spider Man is. Like yeah. Eventually, I told Joel on the way back like. Eventually, they use like Doctor Strange to like cast a spell on the world that makes them forget Spider-Man's identity. Right. So it's like you can only do that for so long. So I'm very curious how they're going to handle it. Remembering this correctly, it wasn't Doctor Strange. It, it was, was uh, some fucking source. I it wasn't Dormammu. It was uh, Mephisto. Mm. And he was like, I will change the Something world yeah. if you give up your love with Mary Jane or whatever the fuck yeah. happens. Um, yep. But solely based on this mid credit scene. Yeah. Was this a one-off fan service jerk fest? I or would be stupid to do that. Or is JK coming back for Spider-Man 3 not to be the main antagonist, but to be a voice throughout the entire movie edging everybody to hate Spider-Man? Based on the reaction, I would say bringing him back. What's your thoughts, Lauren? Yeah, I would say that as well. I thought it was interesting cuz they've updated it for the modern world. So it, it's, almost a, it's almost a TMZ. It's again re- reminiscent of the video game where it's like a podcast host. Yeah. A, 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 a it's an InfoWars. An InfoWars-esque yeah. uh, like an news Alex media Smith. site. Right. I, it, it, I, just, it felt very TMZ to me. 100%. Yeah. So. And that's the point. And yeah. I, think, I think that's a perfect direction to take that because that would make it makes total sense for yeah. the character. I 
want to see him back. Yeah. So I and I think you could easily incorporate that. You could have new, yeah. like, even the, with the beginning of this, with the montage of, like, the school news, you could have that at the beginning of Spider-Man 3 with J. Jonah yeah. opening a news, uh, uh, fucking propaganda right. news clip at the beginning. Like, right. What has Spider-Man done this week? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know I mean, he's necessarily going to be a major character like no, we've seen in the past. But he's in the background. But if he's, if he's these news inserts every yeah. so often throughout the film or even at the beginning or mm. whatever, yeah. I, I think he'll be back in mm. some capacity. We're all for yeah. the return of J.K. After if every major fight. not for the... Like uh, all four J.K. Simmons, Get go away. You're not a Spider-Man fan. <laughs> After every major fight in the next movie, there's a, a short clip of J. Jonah <laughs> being like, "Spider-Man robbed a bank today," and you're like, "No, we just saw the scene where he didn't rob Dude, the bank." I will say, as much as I hate Spider-Man Three, there's an amazing scene with with uh, J.K. Simmons what in movie? Spider-Man Three where he buys the kid's camera. He's all, "I'll give you a hundred dollars for the camera." And fucking he opens it, tries to take a picture, and there's no film in it. And she, it, it's just really funny. His reaction is perfect in that movie. His shit is the best in Spider-Man 1, though. He, he, there, w- no, no one has ever, nobody begged for Toby to come back. Yeah. Nobody begged for Elizabeth Banks to come back. Yeah. Nobody begged for Topher Grace to come back. Nobody begged for fucking anybody to come well, back. Well, Elizabeth Banks we is busy directing Charlie's Angels. We wanted J.K. Simmons to come back. Yeah, absolutely, dude. 100%. No one asked for Andrew Garfield to come back. Nobody asked for fucking. I mean, Mark Tom Holland. Dennis Quaid. Mark Quaid Webb. to come back. Yeah, nobody asked. for... Tom Holland wants a Spider Verse live he action Spider Verse with Toby and Andrew, would which would dope. be awesome. He does get Toby I'm and Andrew and get Shamik Moore to make yeah. a live That's action appearance. Saying, you cast Miles. him as Miles, and then you do Donald Glover as Aaron. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be cool. Perfect, dude. I would dig it. That point was since the beginning of Spider Man time. Everybody has wanted to see J. Jonah Jameson. Absolutely. Well, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> they are s- they're the same they entity. They are synonymous. For the listeners, Joel. They know. They get it. Well, they should know, but you never know. They get there it. There's only one J. Jonah Jameson and it's J.K. Simmons. That's true. But yes, I have heard a lot of people saying, oh, who would we cast as the live action Miles? And it's like, yo. The dude that voices Miles is also a great actor. Just yeah. cast him. Yeah. He's in dope. The problem he's is, great oh in my dope. God, he's amazing in dope. And if they wait five years, then they'll be fucked. And yeah, he'll be too he'll old. Be too old. Yeah. yeah, He might he already be too old. Be too old. That's the problem. That's yeah. why they got to act on it. Or they could just do Jake Johnson's Peter B. Parker live action. Done. Oh, my God. Fucking best Spider-Man movie ever. I wouldn't be mad now at that, ta- Okay, we can't talk about Spider-Verse because I'll just gush. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the credits roll. Yeah, and then there's a post credit scene. Yes, what happens? Uh, we 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 quickly learn that Maria Hill and uh, Samuel J. L. Jackson's are Nick Fury scrolls. are scrolls, but not any scrolls. They're Talos, Talos and Soren, respectively, from Captain Marvel. Absolutely, and we get a great uh, little interaction with them. But it also it's really funny because watching this movie, I literally said it wrote down in one of my notes like. Nick Fury is really weird in this movie. Like, <laughs> like this is a really different Nick. Like, it's 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 odd. And he then, says, "Bitch, please." Yeah, well, it's not even that. It's just that the, the the mannerisms are slightly different, and I think Samuel L. Jackson really plays into that, and I appreciated it. Yeah. But at the he's end, he's not really doing anything in the movie. He has Maria Hill go up and shoot down the sure. drone. He's just kind of standing. He's around a little most more stoic, movie. and I think yeah. it's. It, I think it 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 that's what he was playing into, obviously, but. The the bigger question that we were talking about is when, when, how long has Nick Fury been impersonated right. by a scroll? 
that's the true question and that's really the larger implications of like what that post credit scene might imply right yeah because if that's the case it did the real nick fury has snap, it been since the or avengers has it been or since was avengers it taylor that snapped right i think it's been i just think it's been since endgame that would make I sense. I agree, but he probably after the snap, he came back and maybe he needed a break or something. Yeah, because you know? they kind of show they show him waking up uh, on the scroll outpost or wherever he's at, and you he's know sort what? of yeah. disoriented. So for all we know, you know, my question is, even even in this movie, is it Talos the whole time? Probably, it it is. I think it is. Okay. Because the funny thing I thought that was... I'm the, just playing with the, the F No, the, the, the funny, the really the funny thing that I found hilarious the second time around is I love how in Mysterio Jake Gyllenhaal, he's like, I deceived Nick Fury into believing this 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 lie, right, yeah. and it's, it's not, not even him. Nick Fury. Yeah. So I think that like is obviously like, uh, you know, the movie's playing into that with the yeah. whole press post-credit scene, but it's just hilarious. So then Talos calls Nick Fury, and we see Nick Fury hang up on him, and he is in... Uh, He's in some. Well, I it's a it's a. I haven't watched much of Agents of Shield. Yeah. But he's in Tahiti, which is a callback to when oh, Agent Coulson it, does dies. Does he say Tahiti? Tahiti? He doesn't say Tahiti, but he's on beach. a tropical island. Oh. I think it's supposed to be Tahiti. That makes total sense. Yes, I watched the first season too, where yeah. Agent Coulson gets yeah. Project Tahiti. Yeah, and then he just comes uh, out without his shoes on. I didn't make that connection, but that's a good. Yeah, he's on a spaceship. There will be it. Which is. 100% aside from him inhabited by scrolls mm -hmm. and he says get back to work and he's in space and he's all groggy and shit yeah, too and so I don't that know would where make he's sense. coming from you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of implications for that and both post credit scenes actually yeah, yeah. it's interesting it's really going to be interesting to see cuz i mean this is the official end to the to the phase infinity three. saga to yeah. phase 3 but the entire infinity saga which is actually perfect again like having the same editor on the first and the last yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's certain you know certain callbacks like that but it's really we've talked about this like we really don't know where marvel's going after this you know what i mean like we have an idea we but don't it, we were just talking about the other day you know it's marvel's uh, like they're getting they're gonna try to really try to um go for those like lesser known characters in the future and they're like gonna the, the sort of a-listers have seen their seen their day you they know what i mean struck gold with guardians of the galaxy and they're gonna and try to and iron man okay but guardians mostly yes they're gonna try to strike gold like four more times they yeah. struck gold once yeah and it's like they're playing the lottery three more times yeah, absolutely they're going eternals, for eternals shang li shang chi shang chi yep. and like uh black widow yeah. Black Widow's not as much of a gamble, but people have been asking for it. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. I think that, um, man, I don't know. I think the Eternals movie's probably not going to do as well as I hope it does. We'll see. They're getting some stars. They've courted Angelina Jolie, Kumail Nanjiani, like a bunch of... Oh, my good friend Kumail. Yeah. Except he was like the best part about Men in Black International, which was terrible. So I haven't seen it. Kind of makes me. I haven't me seen it yet. It's on my oh, list. But it's fucking bad. Excited wait, for Stuber. Wait for wait for um, wait for home video. It's not worth theatrical. I. But back to Spider Man uh, Far From Home. Just can't wait for Spider Man Three. Yeah. Never thought I'd say that. I know. <laughs> I think it's going to wow. be interesting to see how they handle it. they've never made a third one before, it. right? I mean, no, they've never made a third Spider Man movie before. They Why? filmed a, like one of the best Stanley cameos and then just never made a movie around yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Literally never they seen it. They were like, oh, we got this before. cool cameo. Let's just lock it away in the vault forever. 
Sounds, sounds Have you guys legit. seen the Spider-Man 3 editor's cut? I don't know no. what you're talking about. It's actually... I mean, it obviously doesn't fix all the problems of the movie, but it's actually... They made an editor's cut of a movie that doesn't it exist? Sh- it changes, yes. Mm-hmm. It changes <laughs> certain aspects of the on. movie, and it's fascinating. I don't understand. Interesting. Yeah. Why? I'm s- it doesn't fix the movie, but it's an improvement, in my opinion. Okay. It's actually so a minute confused. shorter than the theatrical cut. Oh, that's really funny. But they added, like, seven or eight scenes. Oh. So they cut a bunch of other shit out, and I appreciate it. Interesting. Yeah. I'm hmm. still so confused. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man it's 3. like finding out there's an editor's cut of uh, X-Men 3. <laughs> they made a third X-Men movie? <laughs> I'm so confused. All right, Spider-Man 3 what? Yeah. Um, phase 4 Phase 5? Uh, Spider-Man 3? Phase 0, baby, Raimi. No. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> Shut kidding. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just kidding. I would say, I would say uh, at this point, I feel like Spider-Man's kind of primed to... I mean, it's, you don't want to say it, but he's basically that. Like he's the biggest, most prominent character they have. He's the Iron Man moving forward, for lack of a better word. Even though he's different than Iron Man, uh, I think you have to do another one before the next big team up movie. Well, especially with all the information that just dropped in the post credits in both of yeah. them, I, you can't push that to Phase Five. Well, you could, also, maybe. but also, also, unless you do a time jump, because yeah. then Tom's going to be too old. Yep. To be in high school still. Absolutely. Like, you gotta not, it's gotta be another two year yeah, window. Yeah, it's gotta, it's gonna be in four. It has to be. What grade is he supposed to be in this movie? He's a junior in He's this a movie. junior. Yeah. So his senior year would be the next film, which makes perfect sense. Are they gonna graduate s- after the trilogy, which yeah. is great. Are they gonna skip senior year? Just go to college? No. I think, I think they do. I think they finish out high school and then they move on to either college and or Daily Bugle work life stuff. Yeah, like there's no way we can get to college without addressing the fact that the world knows his name. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah, enough. That's a very fucking valid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Impossible. I do not. Yeah. <laughs> it is important to say that Tom Holland has stated that he wants to play this character until he, quote, can no longer walk. Just resign it. Resign him for like six more movies after this trilogy. Yeah. Look, I would. Then you could okay. do a mid age and then you could have him pass the torch in the third trilogy. I don't even want to watch him pass the torch. I would love to see a real <coughs> comic Spider Man evolution of like high school. Yeah. College adult, yeah. yeah. He makes Parker Industries, yeah, and then thing passing in the, the torch at that point. That's what I'm saying, dude. No, he's still Spider-Man to this day. In the, com- I would just love to see him like when he's in his 60s or 70s. Th- no, you're saying in like 30s or 40s. He's in his teens. I want to see okay. teens, 20s, 30s. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yep. yep. High school, college, adult life, where yeah. he's then fucking married, and it's like, okay, MJ's been your girlfriend this na- this entire time. Now you have a family. How do you protect your family when everybody knows who you, you know what I mean? Like, I really want to see like a real Spider-Man Absolutely. fiasco. Like, uh, well, it's that's like a true like a uh, saga. So Spider-Man saga. That's what yeah. I'm. That's all. That's all. That's all I want to see. Dude, say. I would be fine with a trilogy in each of the next three phases. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. That'd be cool. I don't know. I just I love that Marvel is like making all of Tom Holland's dreams come true. Do you guys know about this? Yeah. That he like. Yeah predicted basically that he would be spider-man and then he yeah. predicted that he would work with jake and, and, andrew, and andrew garfield they're all making like my sobbing. dreams come true so andrew, also andrew garfield is sobbing in a corner wishing he could have done more <sighs> well he's like know. really sad about like he regret like not regrets it but like there was a whole thing i watched online where he was like it was really tough and i'm still like grappling with like yeah the repercussions Dunst of that too. yeah they were supposed to do more Dude, with the Raimi. seriously yeah yeah but Tom Holland, I'm not, I'm sorry. Andrew Garfield did a really good Hall H. Did 
dude, presentation where he like the asked the question off. and they took the mask off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I could see why he would be upset about it. But you know, yeah. maybe you just should have done better. Yeah. Oh, sick burn. Yeah. That was a little harsh. So sick what burn, you, Andrew Garfield. What would you guys rate this movie? One thousand out of ten. Out of 10. Yeah. One thousand. Yeah. Is it Love You Three Thousand? Yes. Yes. I I would I would give this movie a eight out of ten. 800 out of 10? No, 8 out of 10. 4 out of 5 is what I heard. 8,000 out of 10? I heard. 4, four out of 5 I heard, is what I heard. I heard I don't 800 think it's as, out of 10. I don't think it's as good as, as Endgame by any means. I don't think it's... I think there's better stuff in the MCU, uh, which I would rate higher, and I also think that... I think Spider-Man there are less plot holes in this movie than in Endgame. That's fine, but it's not as big of an achievement. It's oh, not I'm not talking about achievements. Achievement. I'm talking about good movies. You can achieve... Oh, tell me more about that, Mr. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Hey. Look, man, I was, what, 24 at the time? I don't <laughs> I, I didn't know Sorry, what I was talking I about. To, I had to give you shit. No, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I just, I just per, I, really for me, for the MCU, I think all the MCU movies are good. It really comes down to personal preference when yeah. I'm making them. Yeah. I just think Homecoming's better. Like, I, I connect with that movie more, even though I think this is a really good, solid movie. Like, any movie that can take Mysterio and make it compelling and interesting yeah. is so like compelling. fucking awesome in my book. Yeah. And they also, I think this is how you do an Iron Man 3 twist right. Where you modernize yeah, a character like the yeah. Mandarin. They fucked up the Mandarin, but like they really modernized Mysterio. Wait, they made an Iron like, Man 3? Oh my god. All the, It's like all the three movies are don't exist. So far, yeah. So kind of. So well, sp- except this one in Ragnarok. Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man Back to Home, which is Spider-Man Homecoming 3. Jesus. Not yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming too. A friend of mine posted, we had Spider-Man Homecoming. We had yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Now we're going to get Spider-Man Homeless. Homeless. How about Homeless in Manhattan? <laughs> How about Homesick? Homesick oh. could be good. I dig it. Because you can't go back home because with everybody with knows grappling. his name. That's what I'm saying. Oh, conditions. Anyway, <laughs> I give this movie <laughs> a yeah. 1 billion out of 10. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, yeah, it's thoroughly like you enjoyable. Said, any movie that can make Mysterio like scary is like, wow, you you literally did it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of reasons Mysterio wasn't used in the past was everybody thought, oh, this would be it's too cheesy. Too silly, yeah. yeah, but they fucking did it. I mean, it's the si- I mean, you can't agree with this, but it's the same thing with Aquaman. They took a super cheesy character and like made it relatable and modern. And I think Marvel even does nah. that better than fucking Aquaman did it mm-hmm. because like that's I mean. If you can take the fishbowl and translate that like that to live action, like you can, f- like Marvel, Marvel can do no wrong. What I dug so much about it is that they then went and they showed him with it on, with like the mouthpiece when he yeah. was like, you know, like yeah, it it was just the, the it was just a part bowl, of yeah. the of the mocap suit, yeah, which I thought was yeah, great. it was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, okay, I loved it. You loved it. You mostly loved it. I I I, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> okay, great. And I would recommend it. I'm gonna watch it at least like five more times. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be great. I'm gonna buy that shit on 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 Blu-ray. What? And then I'm gonna watch like the commentary. What don't you buy on Blu-ray? Oh, of course, I'm just saying I'm gonna watch the commentary and the making of and like everything ten times in a row. Every morning for the rest of your life. I watched the making of the Amazing Spider-Man today, and then I watched the movie. How was that? It was better than I remember it being. I actually, I think the Amazing Spider-Man get uh, maybe I said this earlier, but Amazing Spider-Man gets a lot of flack for what Amazing Spider-Man Two was. I think Amazing Spider-Man is actually a pretty solid yeah. movie, and the problem is, is it he's does too, he's too cocky. It does a lot of what the Raimi movies did. It 
it mends a lot of the issues of the Raimi movies, but it also creates a, s- a whole new set of issues like yeah. for itself in the process. So it's for me, it's kind of like a a give or take situation. But yeah, I think Andrew Garfield is a little bit too cool for school in the movies too. Like in retrospect, so when he swings in and he's like, "Oh, I'm and late he's for skating," I'm late for fucking like graduation. It's like, dude, you're hair. so you're so angsty yeah. and like he's more of a misfit than a nerd. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, one hundred percent. But uh, actually, he just. Speaking of like the flaws of the others, something we didn't touch upon real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sinister Six yeah. build up. Um, yep. I know we were all kind real. of worried going yeah. into this how they were going to handle that if they were going to do that, and you know because in in uh, franchises past in the second or uh, unmade third movies. Yeah. <laughs> they throw too many villains in at once. Yeah, they yeah. try to force it and that shit. Yeah. I thought they did it beautifully where they still s- managed to continue the setup like mm-hmm. they did from Homecoming, yep. but just with the one villain, yep. but very clearly setting that up down Yeah, the line. like it, if they want to go down that road, yeah. they could. But it's not like we're going to go down that road because like now you basically have three of the six yeah. Sinister Six right. members, not including who is the guy, not Scorpion, but um. Well, there's Scorpion, Vulture, Mysterio, and then who's Sandman, the guy that's referenced though Craven. in this movie? That's the henchman and what's his name? Dimitri. Oh, the chameleon. Yeah, the chameleon. Yeah. yeah, that's something we didn't talk about. Is when Peter's down underground with uh, Nick Fury and he first meets Mysterio, that henchman who ends up driving the bus later, yes. named named Dimitri. The chameleon, his original, like the original chameleon, his name is Dimitri. So that is a fan theory. Um, I don't know if it's that's one hundred percent. But the original, the but original would be uh, Mysterio, Scorpion, mm-hmm. Vulture, Sandman, Doc Ock, and Craven. To be fair, so they've already set up Sandman with the the elemental if they no, wanted to. No, because that's fake. I know the elemental they, was fake, but they could still set it up using that. I was at least the seeds are set, Joel. I was hoping for at least a hint in this movie, because now they can't do it for the third movie because that would be introducing three new villains, which is way too many. Right, but I don't think it, the third m- one would be a Sinister Six. Six. No. I think it would be the third of this trilogy, and then leading towards a Sinister. Oh, absolutely! Six Keep building like six movies. Yeah, <laughs> six movies. Yeah, I mean, That's honestly, they could do that to, if they like if they take three, four, five to introduce the next three, since we already have oh. two in the first one. Six is and the sinister six. six. Is the six. And that would that would make guys. Sense I think we just figured out Marvel's plan. The yeah, only, we the fuck you, Kevin way, The only way you do sinister six is all those build. Uh, you have to build up those villains to be frustrated enough, having been caught by Spider-Man so many times that they right. need yeah. to team up and work together. And the only way you do that right. is by having a Spider-Man who's a little bit older, kind of like in the game, like we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's someone who's sort of uh, like experienced all that stuff. So do we think that the next Spider-Man movies are going to have those next three bad guys? Sandman, Doc Ock, Craven. Doc Ock would definitely be last. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent, because he's I the would, one that's like. I would say oh, we need to create a team. I would say Craven is the most likely. Seeing Craven would be sick. Only because these movies and Kevin Feige want to do villains who haven't been done yeah, before. Exactly. So I think Sandman would kind of like be one of those things. You know, what makes Craven a really good one too. Craven's uh, last hunt, Just or whatever it is. Knowing who Peter is. Yeah. Craven has the tools to then go hunt him. Yep. 
And that would be different than what we've seen before. As opposed to just trying to hunt Spider-Man, he's like, ooh, I know who he is now. I'm going to go fuck him up. Yeah. Yeah, because we talked about the other night before we saw the movie theorizing if we were going to see any more. And and I agree that Doc Ock would have to be lost. I think... It's in particular, because of story-wise, and also because indelible. we've he we've seen him, we Marvel needs to distance it more. And I agree, Sandman would probably be the same. So I I think Craven is a good bet to potentially be next if they continue the build up to the. Are you talking, stick. dude? What are you guys talking about Morbius, the living vampire played by Jared Leto, is going to be <laughs> the next villain you. in the Spider-Man <laughs> movie? Get out of here! Uh, would you guys be dope with a Tom Hardy, no Tom Holland, no team, team up the two Toms? Venom. You mean That's Venom, what I'm saying, Spider-Man? yeah, because no. Sony wants to bring Venom in and Spider-Man together. They they want to do no, it. They're I trying to figure I out a way to do it. I don't think they do. No, Marvel doesn't want to do it. Sony absolutely wants to do it because Venom made a fuck ton of money and Spider-Man makes a fuck. You know ton who of money. I yeah. think's gonna be the MCU Venom? Hmm. Brad. Pitt. No. Oh. Brad from the, <laughs> the from <character>. the movie. <laughs> from the movie. Yeah. He, the entire movie has had an aversion to Peter. They're fighting. That's they, a bit of a stretch. They but I don't like each other. It's tough to say. It's tough to say. They'd have to change the character of Venom dramatically. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they change a lot of shit all the time. This um, is true. But I think having that innate hatred for Peter would make a great reason for Venom to I see what you're him. saying. Like, the seeds have already been yeah. sowed for, yeah. And now that Brad knows he's Spider-Man, what better reason to go after both this of them? This is true. This is true. But yeah, okay. I think it would be sick to see a Craven fight because especially knowing who Peter is, the hunt is easier, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I would love... And just the fact that they did Mysterio, a lesser-known Spider-Man villain, they did it so well. Yeah. Doing another lesser-known Spider-Man villain again in the same vein of doing it well. I think doing a Craven would be super awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I want to see a Fantastic Four Spidey crossover too happen. Yeah, man, when in John Krasinski comes into the MCU. John Dude, Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Emily yeah. Blunt play. Yep. It's going to be sick. Ooh. It's going <laughs> to be great. Do we think we're going to find out in two weeks, phase four, and potentially answer these Spider-Man questions? I hope so. At I mean, not so I, they, they may not announce a Spider-Man movie, but we're going to know what the future after Spider-Man is for sure. Yeah, yeah. One hu- yeah, 100%. I don't know if they, they... Actually, they might use that... Op- if this movie is successful, they might use it to announce the next one, maybe give it a maybe. release date, yeah. well, but that, that would be it. I was reading something today that in press for... I, don't know, I think it was for Endgame. Feige kind of hinted that we would probably be finding out phase four at comic-con because he said i can't talk about you know the future past these he's like we're making these next two movies endgame and spider-man three days ago you were past like marvel's not even going past that then. right but well. right that has changed and past that he said very soon after spider-man comes out okay so my question is 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 okay so you have both Comic-Con and D23 coming up this year. Yeah. Yeah. My question is, will they split that like by doing the movies for one and maybe doing Disney all the Disney Plus shows they've announced for like the other? So we don't know if it's going to be Phase 4 of the movies or if it's going to be the Disney Plus shows or if those are separate things or those are all part of Phase 4. Like, I think there's a lot more question marks and there's a lot more potential than it just being. A lot movies. of my Comic-Con friends have. I hope it's not have been on the train that why wouldn't Marvel announce Phase 4 at D23? It's their con, so on and they so forth. They control the narrative. Yeah. They control the narrative. I'm coming from the perspective that when it's your con and you're controlling the narrative, you're going to talk about your streaming platform, yeah. right? Yeah. Your yeah. convention. That makes sense. Your narrative, yeah. your platform. 
Comic-Con is not even For arguably the established shit, way yeah. larger than D23 is. Yeah. There is no better place to announce your slate for Phase 4 than Comic-Con. It gets I international press coverage. Yeah. There is no reason to talk about the Disney Plus shit at Comic-Con yeah. and do Phase 4 at D23. It's not going to have the same effect. Comic-Con Hall H has had the announcement of the Avengers. Everything. It has the yeah. announcement of Thanos. Yeah, the, the announcement of everybody. Like much, yeah. yes. my, yeah. my theory is they'll announce Phase 4 at Comic-Con and then go into more details at yes. D23. Like we might that get would titles be, that at would be Comic-Con dope. Okay, and yeah, then they maybe just, okay, that would make start talking about the first two at D23. Yeah, definitely. I think controlling the narrative works better for you with your platform. I feel that. I think D23 is going to be a lot of original content stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a I lot of that. Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of the WandaVision show. WandaVision. I yeah. love that name, by the way. It's gonna WandaVision. <laughs> Why haven't we been calling it before that? <laughs> I don't know. What's up with the WandaVision, dude? It's going to be a lot of set in the their 50s, shit. Bro? Come on. Is it? It's set yeah. in the 1950s, apparently. WandaVision? Yeah. Was how Wanda alive in the 50s? How the fuck that's going to work? I do not know. I, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's time travel, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. But is that true? Way, there's, there's, uh, that's what the rumor is. I fuck. mean, obviously, nothing's confirmed. I mean, Vision's dead, so it can't be confirmed. Yeah, nothing's true. confirmed yet, so we don't even know. But yes, that's a good point. He's, or unless he's able to resurrect him somehow, I guess. But Wanda like that and, and Ghost Vision. <laughs> Anything else you guys have to say on, on Far From Home? Because it's getting fucking long. We've I told you we'd hit three hours because yeah. it's fucking yeah. Spider Man. It's fine. We're going to end now. It's going to be less than three hours. All right, everybody, we all love Far From Home. We're excited to see what comes next. I, The next podcast is probably going to be a Comic-Con. I hate to oh, say that, but That's fine. It's We're going to have a ton of shit to talk about. We're going to try to fucking cast every day. Hang on. Try, Keith. Hang on. Try. Look, last year I said we were going to do a podcast every day of the con. Yeah. We ended up doing a recap podcast afterwards. Yeah. So we don't want to hold ourselves to that? This year... We're going to do a podcast every Because day. I'm actually going to fucking Comic-Con this year as part Woo. of it. Hey, first time in like two or three years. Guys, I'm I don't know if you know this, but Taylor's my producer. I try to be. <laughs> we're going to do... <laughs> and by producer meaning, Joel, we got a fucking podcast. Let's do this, yeah. dude. I'm just... I'm just the voice. Yeah, we got this. We're going to do a podcast every day of the con. Yeah. They're not going to be... If it's, even if it's short, 20, 30 minutes. I was going to say, they're not going to be two hours and 40 minutes yeah, long. fuck no. But it's going to be a little recap of what we saw each day. Yep. Go through the motions. It's going to be. Yeah. I would rather put out something every day than nothing. Absolutely. Beautiful. 100%. Hey, Joel. Yes, ma'am. Can you uh, cosplay Mysterio at Comic-Con, please? Ooh. No. <laughs> Can you cosplay a Cyclops? I'm thinking of cosplaying Rick Grimes, though. That'd be pretty good. You need to get we'll see what happens. Shit, though. We'll see what happens. Gonna I've never cosplayed. It's probably not going to happen. The whole movie, though, I was like, Joel could do a good. Because I'm a white dude with a beard like Jake Gyllenhaal. You got the beard, you got the hair. It would work. Clear fishbowl over your head and (laughs) put some motion capture dots on it, and then wear a green leotard suit, dude. Don't even do full Mysterio. Yeah, you do do mocap Mysterio, dude. That's the cheap way to do it. Anybody out there? Carlo Rossi dug into your That's amazing. Drink the Carlo Rossi out of the fishbowl. That would be. Oh, yes. Oh, that's too good. All I right. don't think I have time at this point. It's so in fucking. It's in thirteen days. I don't so think I have time. You guys got to let us know. You give us some feedback. Let us know what you think of Comic Con. What are you excited for? Are you excited to hear about certain things? First of all, how do you feel about Spider Man Far From Home? Where does it rate? How do you rate the Spider Man? Yeah. Oh, I rate it. Spi- I, I not you. The, I the the fans. 
Well, yeah. Right? We're asking you. the fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you, you pointed at me. I was like, Not you, you. I mean, we could talk about that shit, too, but nobody cares about Spider-Man. I'm leaving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we all care about Comic-Con. I'm leaving though. my own podcast. Spider-Man is part of Comic-Con. Look, if you're going to be at Comic-Con, let us know. We'll hang out. You can Absolutely. be you can be on an episode of Pop Pop. You never know. You just come up to me and I'm drunk and you're like, let me be on. I say, okay. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Bust out the microphone. Just bust out the iPhone. Let's record one on my notes. Dude. I don't give a shit. It'll be awesome. Thank you for listening to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast, episode number 38. As you know, I am the LA Nerd. You can find me on social media at I'm the LA Nerd. Uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Follow us at ageofthenerd.com where we're releasing all of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And Taylor, you uh, have a new job. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Been writing for Screen Rant. There you go. Sort of. Kind of. Still writing for Age of the Nerd and SuperheroHype.com. Beautiful. You can find... I actually have a huge announcement soon that I can't quite... I mean, I can hint at it. But oh, I, I know this one. Reveal it. This is the good one. I have. I you guys got, are gonna love this. I got quoted on a pretty fucking big movie recently, and it's gonna come out on that what? movie's Blu-ray, and it's gonna be on the packaging for that movie's Blu-ray. So I'm super excited about that. But you can find all my work at superherohype.com. You can find me writing for ageofthenerd.com. You can also find me writing for a YouTube channel, new YouTube channel channel I'm writing for called Explorist, uh, as well as all the stuff on Screen Rant. Right. This movie. Would you say it was the biggest movie that's happened in the last year? I would say it's definitely the biggest movie that's mm, happened in the last year, and it might very well be a movie we recorded a podcast for. I can neither oh, confirm nor deny. Interesting. Do what you will with that information. <laughs> Lauren, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore M I S S P I X I E. Mostly on the Instagrams. Yeah. I don't tweet all that much. I don't Twitter much either. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty big there. on the Instagrams. So. I will say that my Instagram story in the. <laughs> Taylor and I did a joke Instagram story in the bathroom at Fucking midnight. Impro- totally impromptu. Like before no we rehearsal. saw Far From Home, we were both peeing. And I was like, what are we seeing? And he's like, Spider-Man, Far From Home. And it got almost a thousand views, and it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, okay, we have gone way too long. Thanks for watching, nerds. L- watching, listening. Thanks for <laughs> listening, nerds. You're watching in your hearts. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Peace.